No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Mel, you're a mom. I sure am. You are. And you like getting stuff on Mother's Day, right? I love getting stuff. Do you, it's, stuff. it's the best when you get something that's like... Homemade or... Or, or unique. Absolutely. Or personalized. Mm-hmm. Well, you like gifts? I she love does. gifts. I have to remember that. <laughs> hey, maybe every, I could get her a gift at... Shop Tour Bus. You could totally do that. <laughs> Look, everybody out there, you get your mom the same stuff every year if you're like me. I don't get my mom anything, but... You know, most of us, we get our moms. Why is that, Aaron? Because she lives in another city and it's a whole thing. But anyway, you know, you don't want to get her the same thing all the time. So why don't you go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they got? You can get your mom something unique, you know, a gift for mom or your favorite matriarch. Let them create something personalized and heartfelt. You know what you could do? You can make yourself twinsies with your mom. Get yourself one, get her one, and then do a cute photo shoot and wrap up the Mother's Day gift by tagging Shop Tour Bus on Instagram with your cute shirts that you got for mom for Mother's Day. Wow, my mind is straight from the mouth of a mom. There you go. Shop Tour Bus has Grateful Dead inspired merch with Grateful Dead songs told in picture on their shirts. And if you uh when you're checking out you can put in a personalized message so you could say like dear mom i love you more than words can tell oh look at that perfect and they will scrawl that on the inside of the box artfully done there'll be a bunch of extras on in there and maybe mom will be one of those people that gets a grateful dead miracle bootlegs so you never know what's going to happen when you order from shop tour bus but you do know you're going to get free shipping when you put in the promo code no simple road so put that in, order your mom something, order yourself something, take pictures of yourself. You guys will be twins. You'll be the flyest couple of people out there on the planet because you're wearing Shop Tour Bus stuff. ShopTourBus.com. We're going to keep the Mother's Day theme going. Why? Because it's Mother's Day's coming. That's cool. That and, makes sense. And gifts, gifts are, you know, the thing that happens on Mother's Day. You could also, after you did your Shop Tour Bus thing, you could go to Electric Fish Lights and get your mom a dope custom IQ technology light for her for her craft room. I was going to say, there's no mother, there's nobody that wouldn't want one of these lights. How about if 
they could create something with a picture, maybe your her favorite pictures of you and your siblings on this light. And when the light turned on, it lit it up. Ooh, or what if mom's favorite flower is a daisy and you got her an electric fish light shaped like a daisy? Cute. Yeah. Or Go. mom was totally into Philadelphia Eagles and got a sports team. Exactly. Oh, moms are into There's moms all, all kinds, kinds of stuff. Heck yeah. Exactly. So go to electricfishlights.com and hook your mom up with a IQ technology light. This is interlocking quadrilaterals. They have color changing bulbs. They have color changing bulbs that have a Bluetooth speaker on the inside. And they are giving you 25% off. When you put in the promo code NSR when you're checking out, you're getting 25% off and you're getting Delaware magic in that box. We don't know what that is. You don't know what that is. It's a mystery. One of those mysteries of the universe that nobody has solved and those that have solved it aren't telling. So go to electricfishlights.com, put in the promo code NSR, get 25% off, get Delaware magic and hook yourself up with a badass light. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. SSR. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know. I want to get back to where I once belonged. Do you? Okay, me too. I got to go with get what back. I was saying. Well, I was going to say I want to get back to something that you said because. Well, hey, no. No Simple Road family. <gasps> what? We're back. We're back? We, we, you just stepped into the room and here we are talking and have a seat. Yeah, Hang we're out back with us on the mic. Yeah. Well, we, Welcome this week, back. This, this week's guest is Mountainhead. Mountainhead. Uh, this week's guest is Mountainhead. Mountainhead. You'll get it later. Yes. Um, no, but we're going to stop there. What were you going to say, Mel? I said, I wanted to get back to why you don't buy your mom presents on Mother's Day. <laughs> um, That's a legit conversation for Mother's Day. Uh, okay, but we'll talk about that at the end. All right. In the outro. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah Mom ain't going to let that go. We're yeah. going to put a pin in that. Stick so. around after the conversation. To with, find out why with, Aaron won't buy his mom anything. Yeah, with Mountainhead. <laughs> And it's not because of money. No. It, do, 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 do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Ooh, in the hot seat. So for those of you that don't know who Mountainhead is, I am going to read you a little something. Mountainhead begins with the Hannah Brothers and a mountain. The mysterious duo wandered through the wasteland and arrived at a mountain, which they scaled. At the top, they discovered a shaman who changed the brothers' lives and way of thinking forever. Descending the mountain, they channeled Johnny Cash, Flavor Flav, and Billy Gibbons, dressed in black (laughs) denim, rocking solid gold grills and long beards. Their eyes were obscured by heavy shadows from the brims of their black hats. The most startling change was their music. Full of subterranean grooves, plump cavernous bass lines, and a jangly, grungy guitar. Their sound blends psych rock, alt rock, and elements of electro pop and jangle pop into unique and potent sonic concoction. Mountainhead's goal is to travel to your city and steal your head by means of mesmerizing vocals and contagious melody. They're skull bandits, but polite ones. Because after they steal your head, they'll give it back to you. They give it back. According to Mountainhead, the only way to hold on to your head is to lose it. Boom. So I I was going to go into a whole thing about Mountainhead and what they were and who they were, and then I saw their about on their page, and I was like, I'll just read that. Yeah, that is very well done. So. It, nice done, gentlemen. Yeah, well done. Who? Oh, wait, I got to give writing credit. Yeah. That's Randy Raddick that wrote oh, that. Oh, right on, Randy. Well done, Randy. Well done, Randy. Um, these gentlemen are brothers, for real. This Cuties. Is, this isn't like, you know, hey, man, that's my brother, man. No, this is like they are real brothers, and um, they have been making music most of their lives, and they had a transformative um, experience under a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you, you'll, you'll, you'll hear, you'll hear about, you'll hear all about that. Um, the, the, the thing I want to stress with these guys too, is if you're not on Instagram, you need to get on Instagram just to follow them. Cause their Instagram <laughs> is so entertaining. They, they post every day. It seems like they're always up to something. They're super fun on YouTube. They have like their, they have their own like show that they do. They have puppets of themselves. They That's my favorite have thing. dope music. They have the just if you follow them, they they're so just they're they're love they're and go getters. They're just awesome. They're like forward thinking, movement, and they're yogis. That's fucking yeah. impressive. I yes. can't wait for you all to hear about that. Like this is the perfect episode to go ahead and judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. and then listen to the episode. Yeah, you're going to see what they look like and you're going to go, why did Mel say they were yogis? And then you're going to listen to the episode and you're going to go, oh, and then you'll know. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, 
This is fun. This go this gets pretty deep. It was super fun and after we were done I was like kind of bummed. I wanted to hang out with them. Like uh, yeah. it made like we I don't know, like it was kind of dark in the room when we did the interview mm-hmm. and it was dark where they were. So it felt like we were kind of like in a basement and we were like We talk- were subterranean. Yeah, we were talking about fun stuff and just getting to know them and they're really great guys and I literally can't wait to meet them whenever they make it out here. Definitely. Yeah. And they they encouraged us all to get grills. Yeah. That's right. That's so the, one other favorite I, thing of mine. I just got to say one other thing. I give a shout out to this. To That's the, what I this, want for Mother's On the Instagram, the, guys, the table that was gifted to you from Toronto, Solidwood. Amazing, man. I know you guys love that like so much. I'm looking at it right now. It is hey, so dope. Hey, Toronto, Solidwood. <laughs> <laughs> we like free shit That's too, man. That's at Toronto, Solidwood yeah, on Instagram. Follow them on Instagram. Look what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, everybody, you know what? I, In the interest of full disclosure, check this out. I mean, this is something that would usually go after the interview, but I feel the need to talk about it right now. Um, and I can do whatever I want. How do you like that? Except for talk about why you don't give your mom gifts. No, we're not talking about that yet. Oh, that's at the end. Oh, yeah. Never mind. So a lot's going on with No Simple Road lately. There's a lot that's been happening. and Just lately? Well, more than normal lately okay that's fair yeah for sure and bigger than normal stuff lately and um it feels weird doing the show right now it feels different it does feel it different. fucking feels different. i don't know if it's just me or it i don't know it feels well, it also different. feels I, I, weird that we have not been on the mics in 10 days yes oh that's true huh yeah yeah but but, but it it feels kind of like when you leave for, I've never felt like this. So maybe I, this is not how it feels, but this is my imagination. <laughs> so you can just, you know, bear with me. It feels uh, like when you leave for college and then the first time you come back home and it's your room, but it's not your room anymore. Like you've grown up and you've seen some shit and it's fun to be home and you're excited, but you know, things are changing and the room's going to be like a dance room for your mom and dad someday or something. And the feeling is, is that things aren't the same. Things are, you've grown and, and you're moving forward. Yeah. It's, it's odd. No matter what, you can't go back and you can't go back and you can't stand still. still. If the thunder don't get you, then it's going to feel weird podcasting. So yeah, it does. It feels weird. Like not bad. And Please don't worry. No, it doesn't out there. feel nothing, bad at all. Nothing's happening to No Simple Road. We're not going away. Or no, it's all like good. Things it's all are amazing happening. shit. It's happening. transition. It's just we are in a in a level up phase in our lives. Our world and, is yes, changing. Yes, and it's just weird doing this. And I'm gonna speak about it because we have a podcast, and that's what you do. You talk about shit. Yeah, all the it. way up. <laughs> Full transparency. But anyway. <laughs> We'll talk about that more at the end. Remember to hang out with us after the um, interview with Ben and Kyle Mountainhead. And uh, you ain't gonna give them nothing else, just that. What? All right. I was just wondering. Well, no, that's it. They're, right. they're, we're stopping just, there. That's called okay. a, a teaser. teaser. Oh, a teaser. Yeah, okay. That's what they call in the biz. I thought it was like nanny nanny boo boo. I thought that was <laughs> well, like yeah. kind of like that, but more. Yeah, that was a, that was that was a teaser reprise, not okay. the full <laughs> teaser. <laughs> right on, Apple. Right on. Good, good pull, Apple. All right, thank you. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, hang out with us after the conversation with Mountainhead, and uh, we'll fill you in on all the goings on, whatnots, and, and lowdown with with our world, and. Uh, Follow No Simple Road on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road, but 
mainly, you know, Instagram and Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling my toe in the Twitter pool nowadays. So if you don't already follow us over there, follow us over there because I'm trying. I'm doing my best, okay? Yeah, as we all know, there's big things going on with Twitter. That's true. Go that to www.nosimpleroad.com. Sign up for a tarot reading with Mel and I. Oh. You will get a one-hour tarot reading. With the Grateful Dead Tarot deck, you will get, at, when that is over, you will get a playlist based on the cards that you pull because each card is represented by a Grateful Dead song in the Grateful Dead deck. You will get a um, synopsis of your reading and an audio file so you can go back and listen to it later because much like a dream, a tarot reading flies by and then you forget what the fuck happened. And I want to say a special shout out to Selby, Selby. for your beautiful um, email back to us after our tarot reading. And also, um, Clayton, again, thanks for responding to, you know, hearing your name. And it's just been really great to be able to do that. Okay. So. I have to say, too, that. You don't always have to interrupt, though. I, I do. I got to because it's, it's important <laughs> and it has to do with what you're talking about. Clayton also became a $20 patron. Woo! So you owe him a collage. Yes, I do. Oh, shit. Clayton oh, my God. I'm so excited, Clayton. And. We also got a $5 patron, Corey MacArthur, signed up for $5 a month. Corey, we shout out to Corey. Corey, We vibrate your, your, uh, your name into the universe and, and send you energy and light and Corey. love. See, we did that. Um, and you too can have your name vibrated by us if you sign up on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Do it. That's how we pay for stuff, man. That's why it really helps. It puts Fucking big smiles on our faces. Gallon of gas is six bucks. Just yeah. saying. You know. Corey, you just wait till that freaking collage gets on your no, doorstep. No. It's going to be. Oh, not Clayton. Corey. Clayton. Clayton and Corey. I'm, I'm going to give Corey one just because I said it by accident. Oh, Corey. Corey, get you get that. one too. Oh, shit. You out. I said it by accident. You're getting one. Now you're getting a collage. Um. So yeah, that is the Grateful Dead Tarot reading by us at nosimpleroad.com and also patreon.com forward slash nosimpleroad. Also at nosimpleroad.com, you can find out where we're going to be. We're going to be at Beltane Music Festival. If you have not got your tickets for that, you are sleeping. It is next weekend. Please get your tickets. Come hang out with the No Simple Road family. There is a link at nosimpleroad.com for you to click through and get your tickets to Beltane Music Festival. So many bands are going to be playing. It is right here in the Pacific Northwest. Join it, us for it, Mother's Day weekend. That's yeah. going to be like a nice, magical, cozy ceremony. I, yes, I'm so here. looking forward to it. I'm glad you said that, like cozy. Like I've just been thinking this past week with all of us, our traveling and all that, this is another thing to do. But for some reason, it doesn't feel like Mm-mm. that. It feels like a, like we're getting to like settle down and retreat and have like family time. Yep. And the fact that it's on Mother's Day is really, really freaking important, special. So yeah, they're gonna have special things going yeah, on, kind yoga, of all planned around crafting that. time, like breath work, uh, drumming, even. Like, when have you ever been able to say you wrap the maypole on Mother's Day? I've never been able to do that. I can't. So. No, never said. Some that people before. may, but no, not me. We will be able to soon, and you will too if you get your tickets to Beltane Music Beltane. Festival. We are also going to be at Northwest String Summit. So get your tickets. Oh, you can't get tickets, no. but it's sold out. Anyway, you everybody can come who's coming, we're tickets. excited. Also, No Simple Road has been invited to the Peach Festival. Peach. Yeah. Scranton, Pennsylvania. That happened. We are headed to the Peach Festival June 30th through July 3rd. We would love it if a huge contingent of our Oregon and California and Washington and all over the country, No Simple Road family, Showed bought up. tickets and came to hang out with us at the Peach. 
So why don't you do yeah. that? Don't let us feel lonely all by our lonesome selves. We're scared all the way, all the way yeah. in the East Coast. And there, there'll be some <laughs> bands, but you know, warming up for us. And stuff yeah, Billy well. Strings <laughs> might be warming up for us, Goose. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Trey Anastasio yeah. Band. yeah, there's gonna be some music as well. Mm-hmm. So if you if you like those what, kinds of things, you should go. What is then the week before we that we have the uh, the Mojo Mojo Family oh. Mojo Family Fest. Yeah, that's man. right up here too. And watch even a full Washington. week before that, man. You guys come have fun with us. That's what we're saying. That, yeah, that's what we're trying to say. One of those events. Pick your poison and come play with us. Or pick your non. Pick your fun. Your fun. Yeah. How about yeah. that? There you go. Yeah. Pick your nose. You can pick your friends. You can pick your nose. You can pick your Sorry, friends. Sorry, I just bit. Done it. I just bit something into the mic, and so for or whoever heard that, I'm sorry. All right, so we're moving on. We're gonna blow past Mel chewing in the mic. And I'm done. Whoa. I'm done. What At least you admitted it, so it doesn't get blamed oh, on me. Yes, oh. <laughs> I don't want you to get blamed for it, Apple. Hey, you too. Hey, yeah. What? Guess what? We have a trip report. Oh, we have a trip report. Really? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hang on. What? Yeah, I w- <clears throat> I wouldn't kid you. I'm serious. We got it, and here we go. It's playing now. No simple road, fam. It's Danny from Colorado. Just calling to say what's up. I was just listening to the podcast, and you guys said nobody was calling in to ask questions, and that's bullshit. So I'm calling in, and I'm asking questions. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Stolen Roses looks pretty awesome. I just want to know from A to Z kind of what you guys encountered that weekend. It just looked like such a great vibe, and I'd love to know what your guys' three favorite sets were of the weekend. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Danny. Yeah, That's Danny dude. from Amora Mora. Yay, Danny. This old engine on uh Oh, Instagram. shit. Yeah, man. Thanks, Thanks Danny. Danny. I like you call it out, too. That's bullshit. It yeah. is bullshit, Danny. I agree. Agreed. 100% agree that that is BS. You, too, can call in 971-808-1524. That number, again, is 971-808-1524. And ask us a question like Danny just did. How cool is that? See? Yeah. That's the way it works. Thank you, Danny, for leading the charge. Now there's going to be a flood of people calling in. Please let it be Yeah. So, we, well, so my first um, of the three was Pink Talking Fish. Because I that was the only set I recall crying in. And I was actually by myself filming in the like kind of near the sound booth. And mm. um, Richard James just was incredible. What about I, you, Apple? What was your favorite set? The fa- favorite set? Mm-hmm. Uh, or highlights. Three highlights. Oh, no, just one. We'll do oh, one, okay, two, one, three. We got to go back. Okay. Well, that's because we've all ta- we kind of talked about this. The pink talking fish w- was amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going to have to say it's not Pink Talking Fish because you both said it. Um, it, it. For me, it has to be Jerry's middle finger. And watching Garrett play that Where the Wild Things Are guitar was, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of people that emulate Jerry's tone and, like, play Jerry's style. But Garrett has a, a very distinct, distinct like, it. If you close your eyes, you are transported to a Jerry Garcia band show. Yeah. And that, that guitar that he got is like perfect for him. So I'll say Jerry's middle finger. And and Danny, um, as far as Skull and Roses go, we're gonna release a two episode uh podcast about our experience there. So just hold tight. You are gonna get A to Z of how we we felt about that. As I was gonna say when he said A to Z, if I was, if I was more on top, it would have been like, A is for awesome while we're hanging down on the B is for beach and the C <laughs> yeah. is for that. We're going to definitely do some A to Z the, for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd, I'd, we're going to get the rundown. Brother. One, he said three, so 
Oh, well, okay. My second one, for, can't DSO. Yep. That Friday was, night. That Friday night, man, it, it almost was like a dream, like for real. It, it felt grand, ethereal, hazy, mm-hmm. and spiritual. And that, that had like the biggest crowd and biggest oh, yeah. response. And then I, I'd stay that one too. And then I'd throw cats. Oh, oh yeah. Circles around. Cats so, in there. So, yeah. you know, also they had this thing called the Dusty Strings exhibit. And it had like um, Mission Control, Phil's Bass. It had uh, Bobby's Black Knife. It had uh, Alligator was in there. The guitar that was used in Olden in the Way and the Pizza Tapes was in there. Um, that's heavy. It's intense to be around those instruments. If you think about like totem items and like magical instruments, implements, those things are imbued with so much energy and light and life and history and just vibe that when you walk into the exhibit where they were you could feel it in the room and it it, it's a trip so that also like that wasn't a set but that's like a something that left a mark on and it it was also amazing how the 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 gentlemen that own those guitars want them to be continued to be played and held. We know we have several friends that got to hold them. Hold alligator. And yeah, which means so much yeah. to all of us. So yeah. So Danny, thanks for calling in, man. You too can call in 971-808-1524. Ask us a question. We'll answer it just like we just did. See, that's call response, question, answer. That's how it goes. Thanks, Danny. And we're going to get deeper. Yeah. And um, yeah, let's get deeper with Mountainhead. When you yeah. guys want to do that. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, hold on. Just oh. a shout out to them. Before we go to the interview, make sure to go check out their music. Yeah. Uh, the Backseat EP came out back in March 18th. You can go find that on many platforms. The way to find out all the platforms, follow them at mountainheadmusic.com and at mountainhead on Instagram. And speaking of, um, you know, going and following things and doing reviews and all that. Apple, did you say we had a review that never got read on the show? No, we, we it it did. It did? Yeah. yeah. I did. I read it. Once oh. once you read those first couple sentences, okay. I remember. Yeah. Well, we don't have a review that we haven't read on the show. So why don't you be that person? Go on Apple Podcasts, leave it us a little review, reviews. and we'll read it next week on the show. Yeah. And then you'll be like, I was that person that did that review. And we'll be like, hey, person, thanks. And then we read it, and it's cool. We're all smiley, happy, and warm. So everybody, sit back, relax, and get yourself comfortable, and we are going to get to the interview, and then remember to hang out afterwards and hang out with us. We've got more things to talk about. So here we go. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you... Mountainhead!
welcome. <laughs> hey guys, thank you very thank much. You. What's going on? I'm, I'm Aaron. Long, beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'm Mel, and then we've got. And then I'm Apple over here. Thanks for joining us, guys. Apple, hey, man. I'm Ben. I'm Kyle. What's up, guys? Right on. You got, you got three mountains over yeah, here. Yeah, we got we got three. Hey, oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, tell us everything. Yeah, about I want to hear about all at like, once. I want to hear about your hats. I want to hear about the grills. I want to hear about going to the mountains. I want to hear about Canada and uh, <laughs> all of it. But you guys have a really dope spot too. We were I was watching your your podcast. Congratulations on that. So what six episodes hey, you. in? You guys Appreciate have a dope it, setting for it too, and you do as well in the background there. You guys got hey, style. Well, thank you. you. We yeah. usually get shit talk for that stuff. Yeah, so someone what? someone some uh, someone bashed the color down here, and I mean, what? we didn't choose it ourselves, but we're doing what we can. With it the happens space. out there, you, uh, dude. You got lava lights and puppets. Come on, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Shit on that. <laughs> exactly. Somebody well, that doesn't like fun. Yeah, yeah, man. man. So <laughs> before we get all crazy, um, why don't you guys introduce yourselves to everybody out there and tell them who you are and what you do and all that? Well, we are uh, Manhead, and uh, <laughs> we're brothers. Always have been. Uh, since always day have one. been. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we make pretty interesting music. Yes. Um, I'll say. We we just we just started calling it super electric rock and roll. Okay, all right. um, that fits. And. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We just make weird music, and uh, we have a lot of fun doing it, and uh, it's been going pretty well so far. So, yeah, maybe we'll see you uh, in a town near you shortly. Yeah. You got any plans to come to the Pacific Northwest? We are, well, right now, the only thing we have on the books in the States is in L.A. in June. Okay. Um, but uh, once those visas get processed, we're going to be zooming all over the place. Yeah. So, guys, first of all, We've been digging the music a lot. Yeah. And, well, thank uh, you. Thank you very much. And thanks for reaching out to us, man. That was super cool. And uh, I, I have to say, like, even beyond the music, the story of you guys and how you're doing what you're doing, how it all came about is super interesting. And uh, I, I mean, you guys were like in another band and just had an experience and decided to quit doing that. Is Am I on track? Yeah, that's the Coles nose for we, sure. Yeah, we basically quit our own band. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, so we had we had another band, and there was there was five of us in it, and it was uh, it was more roots rocky, and definitely we jammed a lot harder in it. Um, oh yeah, or a lot longer. I shouldn't say harder. I'd say we jam harder now, but not as long. Um, and we had a record coming out with that band, and we had a tour to support that record. And uh, just before the record came out, the band kind of fell apart. People weren't really wanting to go on tour. They didn't really want to push beyond the uh, more local level. Okay. So the band fell apart, and we we linked up with a new drummer named Drew, and we went and toured as a three-piece, made up all the songs on the road on the way. And uh, the last show of the gig in Toronto, um, just before it, Drew called us, and he was like, hey, guys, the main vein's in town. Uh-oh. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. So uh, we're like, okay, what does that mean? And it was uh, a Mayan shaman who was in town and he was doing DMT ceremonies. And we thought, this sounds like something we would be interested in. Okay, wait, <laughs> stop. Hang on a second. So 5-MEO DMT or NNDMT? NNN. Okay, all right. Okay, continue. The magical theater version. Got it. So, yeah, so we got a hold of Maestro, the shaman, and he was just like, all right, guys, just stay sober for 25 
for 24 hours. 25 hours. 25 hours, right? <laughs> that last well, we hour. Played- some- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clutch. We, uh, so probably for the first time ever, we played a show completely sober and just drank water. And uh, so we went down to Toronto, or we were, we were still in Toronto. We went down to Danforth in Toronto, and we knocked on this this apartment door in this old building, and this lady answered, and it kind of seemed like the Oracle from the Matrix. Oh, like we oh were my just gosh. in this, this, uh, this apartment, and and just this nice middle-aged lady chilling. And uh, we're so we're just sitting there being like, okay, cool, uh, like wondering where the shaman is, wondering kind of what's going on. <laughs> And the, the door to the apartment opens up and in walks Drew, our drummer, and he's got a horrified look on his face. Awesome. Whoa. And he he's he's all dressed to the nines and all this like elf gear, which I mean, <laughs> we could go on for a while, but why <laughs> he had a bad time. But um, so we were just sitting there. It's like you, you basically just watch someone go on the roller coaster you're in line for and you're like, Great. Looks oh, like a blast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And really, next? He looks okay. like he's going to shit his pants and puke and <laughs> yeah. scream. Yeah. Or he possibly did. I'm not <laughs> sure. So, yeah, we sit we sit and chat with the uh, the shaman for a little bit. And he was from Mexico. So his English wasn't the best. Like the communication wasn't fully there. Mm-hmm. But so we sat and he's like, all right, let's go. So we start waltzing down the streets of Toronto and we go into this dog park. And there's people <laughs> everywhere, like everywhere, like two hundreds of people. And Kyle and I look at each other and we're like, oh, God, I hope he's found some dark, secret deep, secret place in the depths of the park. We take 20 steps in and he's like right up here. And we're like, fuck, oh, okay. <laughs> so we like walk off the path and we go to this pine tree, this pineal pine. So he's like, who's going first? And I was like, I'll go. And I'm like, obviously being like, this is, am I about to smoke this fucking absolute cannon of a psychedelic in front of all these people? And yes was the answer so (laughs) i sat down at this pine tree and the shaman puts uh, a blanket over my head oh my god this this straight straight glass pipe with the dmt in it and he was just like when i tell you go so he lights it and i'm just sitting there and he's like go so i went and the first thing that hit me right away was like the strongest feeling of deja vu i'd ever had in my life oh like kind of like i was like oh i dreamt this last night and then I kind of like zoomed back a bit and I was like, oh, this is the only dream there ever was. Oh, shit. And then uh, this this really like high pitch, like, yeah, I know started that. to build and I got I got clenched like tight and it just all the tension left my body, my jaw flopped to the floor. And there I was surfing the uh, the high waves of uh, whatever you want to call that stuff. Yeah. Eternity. So yeah. has, wow. it, has it taken a while for you to like, to piece it back together. Cause I know that my experiences with that stuff are like, it, it comes back over time. Like when it's like a dream, like you said, when you yeah, come yeah, back, yeah. it's like, it's not fully there. And then yeah. Over it's like days a weird Polaroid. Or, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's been, I find that with a lot of psychedelics is like, it, it takes time. I get the, to me uh, at this point, it's like the message behind all of them is pointing to one simple fact, but the route there is different depending on the uh mm-hmm. what you ingest which mm-hmm. has been interesting and that one yeah for sure when when i came down from it i was like did that even just happen right or did i just like nod off in the park for a second but then why am i in this park <laughs> <laughs> and why do i have a blanket on my head and who's this yeah, guy from mexico exactly. yeah. Yeah. I, so yeah we kind of so then i went and then kyle went and i watched him and i was like yeah. oh i he kind of knew exactly what we were going through. Basically the same thing, right? Well, because your brothers, did you have some type of connection? 
Yeah, I mean, that's what the, he was telling us that anyway. He said, oh, the, the cosmic bond is strong with you guys. Oh, yeah. So that probably contributed for sure. Okay. Yeah, because initially he wanted to take us separately and we we're like, no, no, we're good. And he was like, well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so after we, we sat for okay. like for 10 minutes and he's like, all right, guys, let's go. Okay. So yeah. you said, you know, most psychedelics, you're getting the same message. There's the route is different. What's the message? Uh, the great unspeakable truth of who's behind this whole thing. Right. <laughs> Pulling this. And, it, and the unspeakable truth is that at the bottom of it, it's you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, how much for that doggy oh. <laughs> God damn it. It's my fault. Yeah. yeah. So. Exactly. So this experience started Mountainhead. Yes. So. So we come back down. We're in the dog park. This dog comes up, random dog comes up to us and licks us, all three of us in the face. He goes, this is a good sign. The dogs are the protectors of this realm. We're like, oh, okay. And then draws a line in the sand, literally, and goes, from this point on, you're new. So start from here and go. Yeah, he's like, forget that. So then Ben and I start talking and being like, you know, we were, we were getting at this anyway, but we're like, okay, here's the line. Obviously, it's just been shown to us literally. Yeah. And uh, so from that point on, it's been Mountainhead. And yeah, we just got less heads in between us because in other bands, it's like Kyle and I were always, you know, working and writing together. And then you put these other people in between us and now there's like a space and we're, we're it's getting diluted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And not meaning for better or for worse, just mean there's a dilution between Kyle and I. So by eliminating more variables, we started to be able to produce far in my opinion better music like we just tapped into something that is clearer we, yeah simpler. and we didn't know was there and was a huge musical extension for us into an area we'd never been in areas that if i if i heard some of the music we were making four years ago i'd be like what the fuck who's this like i'd <laughs> scoff at it wow but, so that's got to be like really what's the word I exhilarating to to find that like this whole new part of yourself that was waiting outside that line. And not only that, but your brother too, and you're doing it together. Like you can't deny that that's like a destiny, right? For sure. It seems like at least how it seemed to me is I've, as we've been cutting away the weeds of this path, like the path, you keep just seeing a little glimmer, like, Oh, there, there, the trail continues just up over mm -hmm. there. It seems like it's been this simultaneous dance with us in the universe. Wow. Do you remember what the first song was that you wrote after that together? We Stole Your Head's kind of the thing that really started yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and Let It Out was actually, which came out just on the new EP, but that one has been around since uh, the dawn of time for us. But We Stole Your Head was definitely like... The whole there, vibe of the There thing. it is. Yeah. It kind of... that. Yeah, that's kind of like our mission statement or our snapshot in one song, I'd say. Right on. You know, one of the, one of the things that like the three of us really like is how fucking funny and silly you guys are. And that, like, <laughs> I just love that. Like it comes from this truly like sacred spiritual place. But if you're not like, it's not over the top with like woo bullshit, you're having a fucking good time. And I think that's like, I think that might be the thing that turns people off a lot of the time is that like you have these psychedelic experiences and then you try and talk about it or share it with people. And they're like, yeah, whatever, buddy. Like, 
Sure. <laughs> but yeah. if you can like entertain them into the idea of it, then that's something different. You know what I'm saying? I, I For sure. Makes me think of like Sid and Marty Croft. Do you know, yeah. do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, th- I think so. Back in the day, not- like they did, um, not news or review, little Jimmy and the magic flute helped me out. After yeah. The, <laughs> what, what they did, they did some, they did some H and R puff and stuff yeah, pu- and like psychedelic puppet and shit. And yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And like, it was really tripped out, but it was funny. And like, as an adult watching it, you're like, Oh, but as a kid, you had no idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, when, when they grew like, up, it was they're like, downloading some serious cheat codes here. Yeah, yes. yeah. Now we look yeah. back and it's like, wow, we were watching some psychedelic stuff in the seventies, man. Oh yeah. Didn't even yeah, know sure. what these guys were doing. So yeah, no kidding. Taking it from that place, man, and like deciding to do what you're doing, like, is it a conscious thing for you guys to like create the music that's coming out, or is this just like? a feeling and this you're riding the wave together as brothers. It's uh it's a little bit of both. Like we're not, I'd say in terms of the music, it has in, in a lot of cases, very little to do with us. Cause we kind of, we never actively pursue songs. They kind of just float through. And if one of our nets happened to catch them, then, and we, we will both know right away if it's going to be a mountain head song and, uh, go that direction yeah. yeah and we just you know maybe we're just like that's kind of the funny videos we've been making too is just like showing you our our process like it comes out of nowhere and like sometimes we're just whistling away and that whistle or that smack on the table is going to turn into a song because i don't know I, we do um we do a lot of like kundalini yoga and breath work and that the space after doing that I find is so ripe for creativity because the you've just blown the the doors off yourself. You've gotten little Ben and little Kyle out of the way and then your head's just getting everything from the universe and you can discern it however you like. I I find that's a way to at least summon the passive state Mm. of creativity. Yeah. Well, no, I just, I mean, I've been doing Kundalini yoga for years myself and you're a hundred percent right that, after that breath work and that movement, that space, it's almost like, I, I don't even, it kind of reminds me of Rice Krispie treats when they kind of pop like that. Like it feels <laughs> yeah. this nice. kind of weird space. And you're right. There's so much clarity and openness and expansiveness yeah. that if you put maybe even prior to your practice intention or something beforehand, that is like the most epic space to create from and, and pure. For sure. For sure. How did you guys exactly. get involved with Kundalini yoga? Cause that's very specific. It's a, uh, it's been a funny journey. Yep. Over COVID we started at Adrian. Well, no, we started, we were at a studio. All oh, right, but Yeah. Right. And then because of the COVID we had to go into the YouTubes. So okay. we hit up Adrian yoga with Adrian. Yeah. yeah. Classic the, the, entry, the entry, right the entry. Yeah. Point. She's rad. <laughs> yeah, she is rad. And then we went to Cassandra. She's a little tougher found okay. but then we hit camilla have you ever heard of camilla no, on youtube no oh lord she kicks your ass at All least right. for us do we know. get humbled big well we what still else? do every night we get absolutely humbled yeah walk around like a big shot until you sit on that mat and hold your legs up for two minutes and uh, you're oh like, my buzz. gosh just, there's just nothing like that kind of shit right <laughs> yeah, exactly it's wild it, it definitely makes your head scream yeah exactly. and doesn't it like make you feel so freaking accomplished after a practice like oh yeah there's something about 
I mean, anything, anytime you finish something, it's, it's a great feeling, but I found with Kundalini yoga, when you finish those practices, I was so fucking pumped and jazzed. And I just had this, like, it, it wasn't ego, but it felt like it almost like I could fucking do anything. Like, yeah, I could exactly. Just You're just fly like, well, anywhere. hundred percent. You're like, well, there's absolutely nothing that's going to stop me today now after I did that. Yeah. And because it the puts fa- you right on the edge. Yeah. Yes, and the right fact there. that you're doing it together—that's really special and dope. Like, I now I can understand how why you guys are creating such magic. Not just because you're brothers, but you guys are doing this spiritual practice together. That is intense. Yeah, we uh, we we keep it's it's been a, a really sick thing because we we uh, we keep each other tied into it. So like we can't not show up because the other one's there being like, where the, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Get get over here, man. It keeps us, it keeps us in line. And we, you know, we, we have, we're like, uh, if we, if for the, I don't know, astrology, I guess like I'm Taurus, he's, he's Scorpio. So we're like literally polar opposites, but the same. So we, we can like, you know, we, I'm, I'm a little more active. Kyle's more passive and we can kind of balance each other (laughs) that way. Cause I'll be like, and he's like, okay, man, like, just look straight ahead you're over <laughs> in february of next year <laughs> oh yeah and, oh. and when, when kyle's maybe being a little more reclusive i'll be like let's go let's dude we get gotta out, lean yeah. into that get out from behind the curtain brother um, yeah do you do you find that i mean obviously you have a positive influence on each other but like i know apple and i we've been friends since we were kids i'm 50 he's 52 we've been friends since we were like since we're like 12 teens i mean no way yeah yeah maybe. And, and uh we do that for each other but we also do the opposite for each other like if one of us is lazy the other one's like oh cool I'm just suck that lazy and i'd be like oh i want to be lazy too yeah. Do, yeah do you guys find oh, that too that can happen for 100%. sure but it's like we'll we'll kind of just be like who's gonna do it the funny thing too is like uh, something we learned early on with mountainhead is uh when we did that cover of Shimmy Shimmy Ya yeah, and it got reposted by the Wu-Tang Clan, like that, we had played the song for the first time the night before. It was our first show as a band. And we woke up the next day and we're fucking hungover as shit. And we're, we knew, we are like, okay, there's something special there. We love the Wu-Tang. We should record this. But like we were, you know, you're hungover and we're like, should we just say fuck it today? We'll do it tomorrow. Oh. And instead of fucking off, we fucked on that time. And it, it did what it did, you know? And we, you know, we recorded it horribly we shot it like shit like we broke all the cardinal rules and it it got its it did its thing you know so that was like a kind of an early shock to be like see what happens like all the conditions were structurally incorrect but something happened here and it was just the choice to show up that day that's a that's showing a that's up. a story of this show dude <laughs> showing up shit. is so yeah that's yeah. all you have to do. It's your only hedge against anything else is just showing up because you're going to get all the business. And the transition is the hardest part. I love playing sitar. I play sitar all the time. Mm-hmm. But boy, will I tell myself I ain't going to sit down with it every <laughs> single time I come to it. And I love doing it. It's not even like it's a chore, but it, just to just come to sit down with it. Once I sit down, I'll play to my heart's content. But that all those transition periods, just to go and do it is the thing that's always like, that's the big block where you just got like, shut up. I'm doing it. Yeah, well, I remember Mel and I went, this is years ago. We went to a white tantric yoga thing in California. And, um, this was like an entire day, six hours Yeah, of wow. meditation. Just, it was, it was hell. 
Well, the meditations were, <laughs> some meditations were 45 minutes. Other ones were two hours. Like oh. sitting so, across from each other with your arm over the other person's shoulder oh. for 40 minutes. Oh, God. That's where your whole body's going. Doing HUD, yeah. HUD, yeah. HUD, 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 Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that teaches you about those transitions because once you're locked into something like that, the next motion is the thing that you're looking for. Right. right. And yeah. you've had to wait. So in life, you can flip the script on that and you're like, okay, now I'm going to move into the transition because I have the opportunity now. That's, exactly. That's tough. exactly it, man. But, but you're right, man. It is, it, it's so easy to get comfortable and like, just not <laughs> like you said, yeah. fucking off is really easy. Yeah, it's it's very easy, and boy, do I love it. Me too, yeah, man. yeah, who doesn't once in a while? One of my fucking favorite things. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna add, I'm curious. You answered part of it just a second ago because I saw the video. You both play sitar, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What What is your musical background, and like, what instruments do you play? Because it seems like it's pretty diverse. The toilet. Yeah, 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 that one, that one, that was actually one so legit. I love that one. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild what you can do with a little bit of technology now, just clipping sounds. Um, yeah, I, I play guitar. That was my first thing. Um, definitely like screw around with drums and bass, but definitely guitar, sitar, and tabla and singing would be the main, the main thing. Um, pretty much the same bass, mostly bass though. But how do you pick up the sitar? Yeah, that's, that's not a, that's, a, a common instrument and not even a lot easy to find. And the tablas too, like that is something that, I mean, requires training, I would think, you know? Yeah, well, it was interesting, interesting enough. Uh, <laughs> the tabla I had first and I couldn't, I couldn't for the life of me figure out how to make a sound out of it. I'd watch videos and get more confused. But uh, I, wa- I read Be Here Now and I was really getting into all you know eating mushrooms at the time and just like just the uh, the awe-inspiring moment when you realize there is maybe something else going on other than the humdrum um and so i was like fuck it i'm gonna learn how to play sitar so i went on kijiji which is uh you know like a marketplace and i typed in sitar and i found an ad- address in a, a town like half hour from us of a place that was selling it and i went in there and i met uh like I, got, I was greeted and she was like, yeah, my husband will be home soon. Just wait in the basement. And I went in the basement. There was like walk down big Shiva temple, like right when you walk down oh, wow. the basement and then turn the corner and there was just sitars everywhere and tabla and harmoniums and like a carpeted stage. And I was like, holy shit. And then um, the dude came down and we sat and chatted. He showed me a few things. And like I signed up for fucking Indian classical music lessons right then. What? <laughs> yes, you did. I was like, I'm not going to just sitting with i still take them to this day with uh mahesh at singit tanjali institute of music who is my like my music guru but when i sat there i was just like all right i can't just be another white kid getting stoned and like fucking around with the sitar and making the same sounds because he played and like you know i've heard ravi shankar before and stuff but he played and i was like i didn't know you could do that on an instrument let alone on sitar like it blew my mind it was sounds i'd never heard before and so, like, it sounded so close to a human vocal. I was like, what the fuck oh, is this? Shit. So uh, it's nine years now I've been there since that Whoa. point. And I literally just went to go get a sitar one day. Wow. When they, when they get in the zone and start playing that thing, it's almost like it shakes the molecules of your body. 
like it's insane. it, it yeah. takes you out of yourself. It's the same with the gong. When she it's plays a, the gong. It, yeah. Like, it, oh yeah. Gong you can't gong. think through it, man. It's just yeah. well, it's right, a spiritual right. instrument. Like oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say the guitar is not, but that's not the first thing I think about when I think about the guitar. But you add that harmonium and that tabla and that sitar. And all of a sudden, it's not music anymore. It is something spiritual, and it is some, like a presence that comes in. Yeah, it's wild. Well, think about wow. think about like morphogenics and how things accumulate energy over time, and intention and will have gone into those things. And those instruments have been around for thousands of years. And oh yeah, putting all that mojo into that shit, just yeah. touching them, it's it's there. It's waiting for you to figure, unlock it and bring it yeah, out. Ex- exactly. And that's what like my teacher always says, like, especially when I first, when I bought like my first really good, like uh performance sitar, like professional sitar, he was like, give it time. Like it's going to open up, Oh shit. And, you know, like years go by and th- that exact thing, your, your intention when you're playing it, getting like kind of customizing the instrument to you because the way mm. you're pulling on it and moving around on it, everything kind of shifts and just get stuffed with your energy. And like, you know, a couple of years down the road, he would, he would play it and be like, yeah, wow. listen to that thing. So did your guitar background help you with the sitar or it was like starting from scratch? It definitely helped just in having dexterity, okay. but the, the techniques and especially the vertical game, the pulling was completely new. And then the big thing was uh, like keeping the notes in your head. So if you go on like whatever you're playing, like that's something that we don't do here in the West. We're not being like C B B C A A A C. Like so that was a whole new concept. And what's great about that is it's you know, it's teaching you to be one. It almost sounds like mantra. You know what I mean? Mantra while you're playing. Your head and the instrument are are one thing. There's not there's no separation. Wow. So that's again, say with tabla, I could play that with my hands, but my head's doing it. So it's like, if my head can do it, then it's going to happen out here. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What about like I, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just curious if you guys, like, I mean, you obviously play together and everything. Do you have any, any like plans of doing any like sitar music together as well? Or Oh, yeah. We're going to start. Uh, we figured our music was weird enough as it was to be introduced because we're doing a couple things a little differently so we're like we're going to just we'll drop a few songs and then the depth of the uh the weirdness or the just difference will start to leak out which is starting to happen now with everything like you said we're you know we're pretty goofy and fun having we stopped just being like holding anything back like let's just show who we are because we're not like here it is well how old is mountainhead the like how old is that was it three years three Three years years? okay yeah so born just before covid yeah exactly and like oh man like 2020 january we sold out the the drake in toronto and like (sighs) it was just like it was just like okay we're just gonna absolutely decimate the songs were doing great everything was hitting and then like we had like 12 or 13 shows in april Mm. we played like that last show in march and it was just like but uh dude Mel and I sat down last night and we, I've seen it before, but we watched the South Park pandemic special. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. We, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it reminded me like I, and we're not even like all the way out. Right. But 
Yeah. It yeah. reminded me of where we all were. And I was like, holy shit, we've all been through a fucking nightmare. Like, for real. Yeah, traumatized. Trauma. It is, pre- it is pretty wild. It's pretty wild that what happened. Yeah. And it you guys are in Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been fucking stupid here in Ontario, oh. especially. Oh, bro. Yeah. It, it kind of amazed us at how, like, it went up there in Canada. Like, yeah, what the hell, man? It's been funny. Thank God for instruments, because, like, <laughs> we don't really bother with that shit, because we've been, I, I felt like we've been training for this, because we just hold up down here and make and create shit all the time yeah. so so it's a that blessing. was one thing it's well, a it was it was it was, yeah, it was. Exactly and the it. cool thing too was like we got our first radio hit over the summer last year like a lot of great things happened while we couldn't necessarily go out and tour and exploit it in the way in terms of like you we couldn't be there in physical presence which is the main thing that we're trying to do mm-hmm. but it still moved which was great like in the digital and whatever you would call the radio realm, which was great because we, we haven't been discouraged once through it all. That's, wow. And that, that's what we're hearing from a lot of musicians, well, musicians and people in general. Everybody turned their attention towards themselves and home and everybody has been creating. We just, we've started to go see shows, bands that we know and have not seen for several years. Every time we're, we're like, oh my God, they Blown have been away. practicing and getting better like like everybody honed more skills yeah we during all this and we just went have you guys ever heard of pigeons playing ping pong no <laughs> no oh man but they, i have now yeah. dude. Know. they blew the free like, they the way that I'm they gonna, played it felt like they came straight out of their basement and was like gonna kick your ass it, they're, they're very amazing. funky yeah they awesome. have where lots they, of fun where are they from Del- yeah i got um, it i got it on the spotify sweet Good. yeah check them out they it, it, it was we they were actually the last show we saw. We walked out of that show into quarantine, and uh, wow, with COVID, by the way. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> well, a good time to get it right away. Yeah, fuck it, we got it right away. Get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, and just the like, it was surgical. Like the the groove and the way that they um, orchestrated it. It it was surgical. And you could tell that it's been two years of like you guys, like you said, sitting in the basement, honing your craft. And I think that, you know, after the dark ages of what we just went through, there is always the Renaissance that follows that. And for sure. And we're coming into that right now. And I, I, you guys, it couldn't be more perfectly poised for something as unique and cool as what you're doing than it could be right now. You know what I mean? I feel like people are ready for that. Appreciate that. Thanks for, for sure. That, it was, it's, it's funny where there's been a couple of times where I've been like, Hey Kyle, it's seeming like the uh, perfect time for some psychedelic bands to start popping up. Yes. You know? yes. And in psychedelic, I mean, just clear headed. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's, what's great. We, we mentioned with like with you guys and a lot of stuff we listen to it. Use every, they want to put everything in a category, a box, a genre. Oh, you guys yeah. are, you're not in a box. I mean, you genre list. You, you have named it yourself now at the beginning here, but, oh, but came it, up with it, that earlier today too, because we've been <laughs> asked a few times today. And like, yeah. And that's, that's this? not a little box on, on Apple music or anything like that. Yeah. It's like genres are getting shattered and we yeah. love that. We love these festivals where you go and you see everybody, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, forget the genre. You, you get to hear just people being themselves and then playing together on stage, breaking it even more. And just it's sure. amazing to see this happening. Hey, can you tell me a little bit about what happened with Wu Tang? Because we just kind of glanced over that. That's that's a big deal, man. 
yeah, it was pretty cool. So we, yeah, we just, uh, again, we, we had a short set list when we first started and we needed a cover and we really didn't want to be another band playing, uh, you know, spirit, spirit in the, the sky, sky or whatever it would be. <laughs> right. So we were like, you know, we're big Wu-Tang fans, big hip hop fans all around. And we were like, well, if we go into hip hop, because you know, we're, we play, I got a guitar, he plays bass and we got a drummer. Like if we go into hip hop, we can kind of do whatever we want because we're not going to replicate the beat and we're not going to, we're not going to rap like ODB. So, or like any rapper. So we kind of just, were like, we can be free here. And we just, you know, we've been really discovering that our vocal thing together kind of sounds like a weird computer when we're super straight with totally each other. Does. Um, so the shimmy, shimmy, yeah thing kind of just came up. So yeah, again, hung over, decided to film it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they got a hold of it and yeah, we just, and all we did was just tag them on, on Instagram. It was kind of a funny story. Like we, we tagged them, added all of them, didn't really think much of it. And we flew to Miami and we were in Miami when we landed, turned on my phone and my phone was just going, I was like, shit seems rather strange (laughs) (laughs) so uh so i i opened up instagram and there was like we had just started at this time like we had released we stole your head and gaslight been around for three months and uh yeah there was so many notifications and i was like what the fuck and it was like wu-tang i saw that they reposted us on instagram and it was doing its thing and then they dm'd us and they're like yo we need the uh give us that video file we want to put it on our youtube so we had to call home to canada and we were two sheets to the wind being like it's, Help. it's on the, it's in that folder it, it's <laughs> oh, and it was probably called something stupid we do that a lot and we've uh, we've tried to mandate to stop that to be like calling a song something completely stupid and then you never find it again it's pencil like the, crayon it's like the next single <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's called the next single's backseat but we named it pencil crayon in the folder and <laughs> thought it was pretty funny at the time <laughs> until you yeah, tell somebody else to go look for yeah yeah but we got it to them and then yeah so that that really gave us a good like some good attention globally and then like a little bit of clout especially for an early band at the time yeah yeah you get those guys in your corner it's on yeah it was cool and that's the funny thing is there people have been like this you know there's a couple people that would chirp and you're like well the wu-tang reposted it so i don't know what uh, i don't know what to tell you there yeah (laughs) Well, then that's just going to say inst- Instagram, our, our thing with Instagram, Instagram's a hell of a tool. I mean, it can be a tool like fuck you piece of shit, but it yeah, can be a tool it. to make things happen. That's how we that's how we communicate with most bands and mm-hmm. get interviews. And now we have people reaching out and asking us to be on the show. And a lot oh. of that is because of Instagram. Yeah, I would say amazingly percent of that shit. Yeah, is it is, it is wild. Like you yeah. can do so much crazy shit and like some of the crazy opportunities or things that have come up through, through a DM is, is wild. Like you, you never know. Cause you, there's only like an imagination of how separated someone would be like, Oh, I'd never hit that account or whatever it is. But like, again, like the Wu-Tang thing, we didn't think shit of it. We just tagged them because it was a Wu-Tang song. And Boom. that was that. Well, wow. especially when somebody's big like that, like Wu-Tang, I, I had it in my head at for, it's like, these guys aren't, maintaining their instagram like one of their friends or family yeah, like exactly. they, they're not looking exactly. at this shit every day they don't have time for social media and then it's like yeah. oh shit they are actually Oops. running their accounts yeah. and paying attention <laughs> to everything yeah it's wild it's the it's the double-edged sword of social media is like it's all potential yeah it's it's just complete potentiality and that i think like that's how it gets fucked up is 
people's lower nature gets involved and shit gets cruddy. But yep. then if you're using it, like Apple said, as a tool and you're, you know, working the system, it's beautiful, man. It, it look, look, this happened. I <laughs> yeah. mean, social yeah. media, yeah. beautiful. Absolutely. And, uh, it, it goes to show, man, like intention is everything. And, uh, I, uh, I wanted to ask too, like, what's the intention with the, with the new EP that you guys just put out? What's going on there? The EP is like, it's basically just like, a an, an inner journey in hopes that if people truly listen to it, they'll come back just slightly more equipped with the tools to start programming their own reality. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. That's deep. Uh, okay. <laughs> simple, really. That's like it's the nine foot pool. Uh, That's not like the three foot pool. <laughs> like we just wanted people to dance and have fun I to know. a good beat. Well, that, that too. That too. That's, it's kind of like, like I, I find with all of our stuff, it's, it's very double entendre where it's the depth or the shallowness is wherever you want to take it. Okay. So take me, take me through the, the intention of your aesthetic. The aesthetic. Okay. Hat. First um, of all, grill. those grills, man. I've been wanting grills for such a long time. She has. For, I love them. I Just fucking, you guys look great. <laughs> get them. Yeah, they're, get they're rad. Honestly, like same thing. Like if you, if you told me four years ago that I would own grills, let alone be wearing them with impunity everywhere. <laughs> I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no way I own grills. And then it would be me smiling back. I'd be like, what? Oh. Um, the, the whole thing kind of it kind of again came together as we were you know piecing through the path like we we knew we wanted to just communicate black and gold as as our our signet or like our, yeah. our colors like that yeah, yeah. was going to be the thing that keeps showing up and it just so happened that i had a black les paul with gold pickups and kyle had a black p base with gold pick guard um and i don't even i don't even know how it all came together we just kind of like a couple of the first songs we stole your head and make it mundane and like circuit kind of painted this parallel universe where we were like skull bandits, like in a comic book. And like, I don't know, it, it just all came together like that. Like this, this, like, not like an alter ego, but just like a Persona. characters we could yeah. step into yeah. to communicate what we were trying to say in a, in a way where it's like we're basically like writing a comic book into reality where we're, we're more free to present the ideas we're presenting because we're of a different world, you know, like yeah. not, not, not actually, but we're characters. So like the entertainment factor will allow us to say more. Wow. That's you know, ingenious. That is, that's super Because smart. I, you know, I think when you're operating from your naked self, you know, no outfit, no nothing, just your normal self, like you were born you get so self-conscious and you start to, you know, second guess things and maybe you don't go full bore, but then you put on a costume all of a sudden. Now you've got, you're running around, jumping, twirling, flipping, and it gives you this like liberation and it's just a freaking outfit. You know, your naked self is still under there. And like that putting something on is what a great way to be able to liberate yourself from any kind of that, you know, like I said, that, you know contempt we have for each for ourselves yeah wow. yeah like the, the the stickers yeah um and the, the other thing too that's great is like oh there's the band oh yeah like, yeah it, it, it works really well for that and it it makes 
it makes life very easy for shows. You put on the same thing yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we kind of, you know, picked our own uniform, something when we wear it, like we're working and like, you know, it's again, clipping the teeth and now you got to go sing. Like you're, you're doing, you're just like, again, trying to loop, loop, you loop yourself back into the work every time. It, constant wow. reminder. And it makes sense too, man. I never thought about it like that. If you think about just when we're born, we're like Mel said, our naked self, there's no ego in there. And we decide what to put on in our lives, who we become. We decide that and yeah. it, for good or ill, either way. Yeah, and yeah. if you're pursuing your passion and doing something creative, why not decide your shell so that you can reach deeper inside? It totally makes sense. I never thought about it. Like, and it gives, and it also like gives you that freedom to like, like Mel said, like it makes, it gives you that ability to be free and to, I don't know. It makes me think of like, if I went on stage and I had a Halloween mask on, I could be somebody, anything. anything. Yeah. Cause you kind of, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like when you see people going to show, there's so many people dressed in, dressed in onesies and stuff. And there's a reason it lets you just be totally. And when I first saw that years ago, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with that person? And it's like, okay, that's fucking dope. It lets you be a child. And now Apple wears it a onesie It taps everywhere. into that child. It taps on. Well, I, I know I wear a onesie, but that like the costume thing, like every year, I, I love you guys posted on your Instagram. You had one of the like your mountain head symbol with the Santa Claus. I, I play Santa Claus every year. I have I have costume. Oh, Once I put it on, like people used to always say, You look like Santa and it's like, No, I don't. And then my boss bought me a Santa suit and was like, Play Santa. And now I put that on and I become Santa. Yeah, dude, it's I do so it at weird. home, it's I weird. do it with the kids, and I become a different person until I take it off. And it's also really fun after I'm done with the kids and everything, to drink and get fucked up and smoke and then and be like, bad Santa, that's also fun. I, I do that every year after everything's done. I did it this year, like, I don't know, but, you know, drinking out a big mug of beer and smoking, sending my friend, hey, fucker, you been naughty, you know? You know right. Totally now you guys are on play the around with it, man. Fucking right. Wait for Christmas time, Uncle Apple will send you a weird Santa video. <laughs> So guys, what's on what's on the menu for um the coming year? Like it's springtime, man. We today's the equinox. Happy spring equinox. Yeah. It is, yeah. It um, is. you know, what's what's coming up? We got uh well we got some shows. We uh we're playing in Toronto and we're coming to LA, like I said, and uh Where in LA? Uh Bardot, right in Hollywood, some Bardot. some club. Awesome. Um and yeah, we're just gonna continue expanding the uh the touring regalia and we've been recording a lot too so we're going to be hopefully releasing rolling out more music more and more music and you know i don't want to get too too eager and say things will be full gung-ho just because of the way the last two years have gone but it would be really nice to get out there stretch the legs and uh play some shows because i think that's still the main way to interact with music and interact as a musician yeah Um, there's something to be said for the the energy that's created when music is played live in a room between the audience and, and the musician, man, there's a crazy experience. Absolutely. It's, it's the best thing in the whole world. There's nothing better than that. I mean, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And having it be gone for however long it was gone, I'm bad at math, but whatever. Uh, it really, 
gave me a different perspective on the whole thing. And like, I never thought that could be taken away from us. I, I always took it for granted that music would be a part of my life and I'd be able to go Same. do it whenever no the fuck I wanted. And no having kidding. it gone, like, oh my God, man. It's. Well, now we're seeing like the shows we was, just went to, the crowds are just so exuberant over the time. Mm-hmm. Everybody's thirsty and now it's like, oh, 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 oh. yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's it. it yeah, oh, everybody's just so ready, you know, performers I think, I think... and fans. I think like the the restrictions end for us tomorrow even. Oh wow! It's been it's been a while. Yeah. Like I think the mask mandate ends tomorrow. They've stopped the vax passport. Yay! Yeah, Come we'll on. see. We'll see. Who knows? We've we been move uh, forward. It's, it's looking good though. Yeah, I like it. It it, it look if for anything, it, at least it's springtime. Hundred percent. That's uh, nature's well, been nature is nature's been what you follow through this. Like yeah. that's the thing. You you go on the TV or your phone, and it's like doom and gloom. You walk outside, the birds are singing, the sun shines. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't convince me life yeah. ain't happening. Today. Nice I'm try. sorry. Sorry, I'm not gonna not gonna sit and hide in my house. So, like, yeah. what do your parents think about yeah. this? They they're pretty down. I mean, like again, we. uh we were on a completely more traditional path at a certain point. Like <laughs> I was, Kyle was in business or Kyle has a finance degree from, yeah. a, from a good university here. And I went to one year of business school. And in that year I was recording a bunch of music in my dorm. So I just dropped out and went to audio engineering school. The initial peeling of the bandaid, our parents were kind of like, what? <laughs> and, uh, but like, again, I've been playing guitar my whole life. Like at one point my grandma pulled me aside and was like, Ben, like, what are you doing? I always thought you had, do something with music and i was like if, if grandma's saying that to i know me, like, granny. I doing this. Like, grandma usually doesn't say stuff like that um so yeah when when after that first year of university i dropped out and went to audio engineering school and we started because college just graduated we started a studio um out of our house and just kind of that evolved into us playing in other bands starting bands and ultimately which led to this and Pretty much now we just record our own stuff and we we realize that we're the most lucrative artist that comes through the doors. So yeah, <laughs> we, we concentrate on our stuff. Well, cause think okay. about it like this, like when you get a job, right, you're working for someone else to build their wealth. The yeah. minute you take it back and start to do stuff, whatever you would do for someone else, you're building your brand. You're, you're exactly. filling your pockets. And you're filling your cup too to boot. Like it's not just about the financial aspect. It's like that exactly. soul fill, you know? And, that, and that's, exactly. the, that's the main thing. Yeah. It's like the, the financial thing is, is like a, that's a wake thing. It's like the intention and the, the action is for you and your head and your soul and spirit. Like, and that's where I think a lot of people get mixed up is like, our goal is like, my goal personally is to make rad art with my brother and Aww. to, to do what we're doing. So like, whatever happens in the wake, so be it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get confused because they, they want to do these a million things when it's like, just, you know, if you're going to turn the shower to the cold, start with two seconds. Don't, don't write down five minutes. It's not going to happen. Like just be easy on yourself. That's where I think people, they just get misguided in, in, in themselves because they think that they're either not going to show an aptitude or, the the goal they set for themselves is way too large. And even if that is a minute in the cold water, like whatever it is, it's, you know, start with one second. Yeah. And you 
you know, eventually you're going to be able to do whatever you want. Well, and, and I think another disconnect too, is once you set the goal, um, wanting to get there as fast as possible and not enjoying the journey of getting to it, like the whole process of reaching wherever the thing is, is the reward of the thing in and of itself. Right. And I know I've been guilty of that in the past. Like, I just want to hurry up and get it done. And then I'm missing all the sh- good mm-hmm. shit that happened along the way. And it, it that's a bummer. Cause that you, it definitely was light, a bummer. This is finite. This, this incarnation is going to end, man. There's a certain amount of time and that's it. And if you think about it like that, as it's going by, you try and appreciate every, every second bit. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's kind of like the mountain head thing. Like the, the, the whole name is like any peak you reach, you're going to look up and there'll be another peak. It never mm. ends. So it's not, it, it's all about remembering that because that's where Kyle is so good for me. Cause I'm like that too. I'm like, well, cancel life. We're already there. We got that quick, huh? Steps, dude. And I'm like, oh, all right, fine steps, you know, like that. It, it's that classic thing wow. where, you know, everyone wants to mitigate the work, but, the work is life. The, yes. the, that destination is means you want it to end. The destination is death. Dang. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Laying it down. Okay. I want to hear. Okay. This is my story. And then you can tell your story. Uh-oh. We're talking about the journey and the journey being the thing. One of the best things that happened on one of our journeys, like we're going to this festival, High Sierra, and we rented uh, oh shit! <laughs> we, we rented an RV. That we ended up calling the doo-doo limo. It, it, it's the doo-doo limo. <laughs> and okay. the reason that it's a doo-doo limo is because they didn't fucking empty out the tank. And so we oh, are traveling God. this whole way with it's the like freaking shitter like full. Shit here to you? And we kept on like smelling and we're like, no, they would have, they would have totally done that. No. Well, no, they didn't. So we had to stop at some random freaking RV park and empty out the shitter <laughs> and keep going. And the entire festival was dope and we had some really peaks there. But when I think about that trip, I always think about the doo-doo limo. Like that's, we even have a picture up in our room <laughs> of us cracking up at the doo-doo limo because like you said, it that's, that is the work. That's the life. That's the, the good part of it. The festival was amazing. Cool. Great. But there'll never be anything else like that. You know, our journey and our bonding of the yes. three of us and the show. I could rent us another shit filled limo, guys. I mean, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So I want to hear a story from you guys. Like what kind of cool stuff have you done on the journey on the way to something amazing? It's so funny because we, we almost have, almost have the perfect, a parallel story. A perfect really? Yeah. yeah. Can we Which, tell this one, Kyle? Yeah, Kyle. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So we were on a bachelor party. Decided to take a RV to uh, South Carolina. Hilton Head. Hilton Head. Okay. From Toronto. Oh, dang. <laughs> so we were driving a living room on wheels here down the freeway going 120. And it was terrifying. But um, it was called the Piss Rocket. Because- <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it gets good. Because it just... Well, reek like piss, and we were like, there was like there was, nine guys yeah, pissing in and drinking the whole way and pissing <laughs> everywhere. Um, and the the closer we got to South Carolina, the hotter it got. Oh, oh shit! It turned into a piss sauna. Yeah, then it turned into a piss sauna, but it kept piss rocking. 
<laughs> oh my god but same thing like the the whole adventure was crazy i crashed the piss rock piss rocket oh, by toward, the, toward the side off of it the fender by accident my first go driving it but um <laughs> we bungee we bungeed the bumper back on but that was the main memory left from that whole thing like it was a whole good trip and everything was awesome but the piss rocket is the stamp on it Yay. and it, it what are the like, fucking odds yeah on, on like the say like when there was an hour left the tension and the oh bubbling point with some people like kyle and oh i were having a gas because like we weren't taking it too serious but there was people turning full savage again yeah. like turning Whoa. into a monster and you're like oh okay the beast is here um <laughs> and, but like, i need to get just, the fuck out of here exactly i, I think those That's things be, because you have to go through such struggle like you're saying like it's that like um there's a, that in the new tame and palace song there's a line that i always thought was really good and it's eventually terrible memories turn into great ones mm. like it's always those things where like that huge resistance to the part where you're, you're like because when you're going to a big party or a big thing like you you tend to like start partying in your head before you've gotten there yes and then <laughs> and then life will always come and push you back where it's like you're not going to the party yet you're not going to the party yet and when it gets to extremes like that or our situation it it boils your piss to a, a whole <laughs> other level yeah. and it it becomes the whole story because it's like the thing that held you back from the whole release. A hundred percent. And I think that handling those situations with grace, at least in our world has come from taking psychedelics because psychedelics have taught you to be more comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. And like, except that you aren't steering the ship. Yeah, no, I, you don't want me steering the ship. Trust me, yeah. hit ice. <laughs> you are not in Actually, control. Actually, you're really good at steering the ship, babe. <laughs> Go, so you think it's not me? <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, it. I, it's, I, uh, I'm, I'm blown away. I, whenever you guys put anything new out, please hit us up. You guys are welcome on this show anytime. This is fucking awesome time. Yeah. Oh, thank you very blast, much. It's, uh, it's honestly, it's. It's great to be able to talk about this stuff with people who know what we're saying. And yeah, isn't it refreshing, man? For real, like for to sure. be able to, because you know, just going back to the DMT thing for a second, like being able to explain that because it's so personal and it's so otherworldly that, like, it's like I think about that um, phrase: "Don't cast your pearls before swine." Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. You want to share it because it was so profound and so big, but. For somebody who doesn't get it, it's like, so so it's, fucking you wild. Sound nuts. Yeah, you sound nuts. It's yeah, like you speaking do. Latin to somebody you, that doesn't speak Latin. Yeah, like, and so you just so to be able to <laughs> to know that that's a huge part of year of Mountainhead and where it came from. To me, that gives me a different type of a backstory than you know, just like oh, we started a band and you know we we called yeah. it Mountainhead and and it's cool. And we drove a bus like, build. Yeah, no, it's I, I one, I appreciate the, you know, being candid about it. And two, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's really awesome. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for the, uh, the outlet to share. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and seriously, man, I'm going to, I'll send you guys my number and stuff. And, uh, if you guys come through the Pacific Northwest, you got a place to stay. Yeah, man. Unreal. We'd love Amazing. to have yeah, you we'd over. Love to have we'll, here. we'll start bugging our agents because we, uh, we're eager to start traveling again. I'm going to yeah, tell man. you, dude, I, after the last couple of weeks of seeing shows here, it, I don't think it'd be too hard to book it, really. No, I think that everybody's no. dying to see new cool shit. So 
you know, right on. you never know. Especially what you guys are putting out. Yeah. There's just no, there's and nothing it, like it. Mm-mm. I was, I was going to tell one more thing. If you guys haven't heard, have you ever heard of the band Dirt Wire? Dirt Wire, no. Yeah. Oh, you should, Dirt, guys. Dirt Wire, right. I, I, I got I, I I my list out. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm not comparing you guys to them, but if you wa- watch them and listen to them, because they electrify, but what is it, the, the doing, doing, doing? Oh, they electrify, the doing, like, doing, er, doing. the writer has one. The, oh, the, the, oh, that little. The Jews heart. The, the Jews heart, and they electrify the, the uh, didgeridoo. They play a lot of oh, weird, damn. different instruments and electrify them. And they dress like what do you call they it? Don't they don't do it anymore. No, they used to well, dress but like, they they have a similar they aesthetic to you guys. Bit. It was the, the Mexican Caballero yeah. whole outfit, all and black. It, but their music is it's like world music mixed with the. It's just like a mix of all kinds of just cool. It it's so different. Like you guys, you'll cool. dig it. Completely Unreal. different. You'll dig it for right. sure. Check them out, man. Thank check you. them out, and I'm checking out pigeons playing. Oh ping yeah, yeah. <laughs> pigeons, yeah. pigeons playing ping pong is just like the funnest. They're fun and groove. Like, if you want to go out and dance your ass off, go see those guys. And there's times when they get on stage next to them, like, playing, they're they're going. (laughs) (laughs) They have have a lot of fun with themselves and the audience. They they definitely don't take themselves seriously, but they take their music seriously. Yeah. That's that's, that's a a great synthesis. There it is. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so so much. much. My favorite brother duo, for sure. (laughs) I'll send you guys my number, man. Yeah, chat soon. Thank you. Be well and have fun. You too, Bye-bye. See ya. Peace. And there you have it. Mountainhead. Everybody, that was them. What do you think? Mountainhead. Okay, how many mountainheads or how many mountains are we giving them? Three? Three, three mountains, three mountains, and a mountain, and a mountain dog, a mountain dog from yeah. Darwin. So we're gonna give you a commercial for weed. Here it goes. You know your mom smokes weed. Your mom uses weed cream too. <laughs> she also takes weed bubble baths. She should go to Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsboro or Forest Grove and hook herself up with that weed cream that she loves so much. That's she right. got all those things. What else you got? Well, we got we got. Well, we can always say we got the smokables, the dabble. Mo- Mom's really, I think, and what the hell? Wait, 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 I got to back up. What did what did you? You got the dab, dabbable, smokables. I trailed off. People know what I'm not going to say all those things, but Mom's, I think, would really like a weed bath. That's why I I, do like the bath bath. salts and the bath bombs are so amazing. Look, if your if your mom is like on the fence with the whole cannabis thing, and you know she she's never really tried it, or she's tried it and she didn't really dig it. You could get her some of these THC bath salts and give them to her for Mother's Day. And I promise you that when she's done taking her THC infused bath, she's going to thank you. I, don't, I wouldn't say promise. That's strong. Well, because everybody reacts different. However, she might love you yeah. after that. Yeah, she might be too stoned to say anything at that time. But sure. later on, she will. I know every time, every time Aaron takes one, he comes out. He's like a mom. He's like, ta-da. Yeah, hello. I feel fabulous. <laughs> actually, right. yeah, actually, he's really medicated. <laughs> So check it out. Go to Hillsboro or Forest Grove. Apple's at the Hillsboro location Monday through Friday. I am, I am. He does. He comes out of the back dressed in a bathrobe, and he has a, a plunger, and he uses the plunger to find the perfect cannabis product. Yeah, and have a nice lavender smell about me. Though. And then make sure that you tell them when you go in that you are a listener of No Simple Road because you're going to get 10% off your purchase, and your first time in, you're going to get a free T-shirt. And if you wear that T-shirt in on another visit, you're going to get 15% off because they stack those discounts up and it's a whole thing that happens with math and numbers and it's crazy yeah we take care of you that's right so the bottom line is get your mom some weed for for mother's yeah. day or yeah. yourself get yourself some weed shit if you got to go deal with your family it's good to be high get so you, get everybody some weed that's right 
to find premium cannabis. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. So there, there's your weed commercial. Yeah. Didn't smoke it. <laughs> Mel, said, Mel was just saying, we were listening back to the commercial. Mel said, what did, weed is, is old school? Smoking no, I, no, weed said, is old school? Because you said, you know your mom smokes. <laughs> and then Apple's like. That's all he think my mom doesn't do. She yeah. likes all the other forms. And then I said. Well, um, people are turning away from like old school smoking and they're it's old like, school. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of people vape, it's so easy and you know, you can transport vape, it vaping anywhere. Vaping is the biggest part of the cannabis market yeah, in Oregon. It's huge. It's huge because it's so many carts. And I used to, when I worked in the industry, I loved smoking vape. It was such a great way to like take one little toke, elevate your mood, get a little bit clear, keep going, give you some more energy for the day. And then right about the time that you might need another one or whatever, you clock home or you like get a little coffee or energy drink. It was like, it, it's just great. It keeps you going all it's day. It's more maintenance. Yeah. Maintenance. Like smoking like a cigarette. Like vaping is people that have to smoke all day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. You smoke cigarettes. It's just no, but kind the, of the same way. The, the, the same whole feels. Weed thing. I don't, it's, it's beyond me. Even when I was a avid consumer of cannabis. I just smoked weed, man. Like, an edible was like oh, edibles are an edible was like a like a dinosaur. Like (laughs) people had seen them in the past, but they they weren't around anymore. It was just when people made homemade ones. There was no, and and we were kids, so it was like I never had money to buy an ounce of weed to to bake into a brownie. Yeah, especially in Vegas with the weed that came in there. (laughs) Fucking brick weed, gas station shit, hurt your fingers trying to break it up. You want a gritty brownie? No. Hey, no. No Simple Road Family. We're back. We're back. Yeah. We are back. Welcome to that fantastic interview. We have so much to talk to you guys about, (laughs) but that's it for the show this week. So I just want to thank Mountainhead and we'll see you next week. No, I'm just kidding. Bio Candios, my darling. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. I can't wait to do it again. And yeah. we should do a podcast sometime together. Again. Yeah, like, but like, let's make up a thing to do a podcast. Not like, oh, you know, so how'd you become Mountainhead? Who are you guys? Ben, Kyle? No, not like that. We already did that. Let's do something like make something up together. That's so that, old school. Because first of all, my favorite thing something about Mountainhead fun. so far is their cartoons. And like, the puppet, The puppets. The face, I think, on Kyle's face of the cartoon is my, the best we thing. We need yet. to discuss puppet making with those two is well, what we need well, to do. We just need to get the materials. I know the materials. I watched the YouTube. I made my own puppet. So I made guys, McBitty. We were at Fish in New York City, and if you hadn't already heard. And Yay. while we were there, John B., the owner of Electric Fish Lights, had the best idea for No Simple Road to date. <laughs> He had a, a few great ideas, but, but they this were all one, pretty good. We should do, he said, you guys should do trip reports, but do them with puppets of yourself on your YouTube channel. Which, how cute is that? 
I, already. I, like, I don't know if it's cute, but it's fucking a, funny. Puppets are uh, puppets the epitome are cute. of cute. Are they? Absolutely. Yeah. Come on. Okay. You, you get a puppet, funky, crazy, a miniature scary one, something out with like fabric and cloth and with a cute little hand and you don't think that's not going to be cute? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I love puppets though. I just, I love I that, that cute is the thing because. Excited of the thought. Hold on. I'm excited of the thought that I have my own literal hair that I can use for my puppet. And that oh, makes that from me when you so shaved excited. Your head. Yeah. Yes. Oh shit. Yeah. Yes. She does. Wow. I'm already thinking about turning it into a weave and making it a whole thing. M- Mike, at wicked awesome TN when he mm-hmm. hung after he hung out with us and at uh, Skull and Roses, he was like, "You know, it's it's not no simple road because it doesn't say the word cute in it. <laughs> so so, yes. so it's branding. It's well, all about branding. I I I really identify as cute. That's cool. Like. You say, my That's mom my has a bag of my hair from when I cut all my hair off when oh I was God. 27. So now we're say, like, I would be like, mom, see <laughs> <laughs> my hair. I just see a mess. That, I don't see puppets coming out of that. I see a mess of like glue and hair. Yeah, yeah, that could be messy. Yeah. It's got, it's tedious is what it is. It's it's, it, it, in order for to avoid the mess, you have to be very um, like focused and have a good working area. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I have one. <laughs> yeah, actually you do. I have That's a great true. working area. So let's go back to to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Time travel. We're now back at the beginning of the episode. Hey now, no simple family, welcome. No. And so Aaron, why yeah. don't you give your mother presents? And it's not because of the money. Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. You've had time to think about this. Well, too. I did this is easy. So, <laughs> this is easy. So even when my mom and I lived in the same town, maybe one in three Mother's Days, this is like once I got married and had kids and blah, 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 um, I would see my mom. So I would buy my mom a card for Mother's Day and then not see her on Mother's Day. We would talk on the phone. I wouldn't see her. And then I would have the card still. And then the next year would roll around and I would have the card from last year. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. You know what would be dope? Hang on. I don't know. But I just have a a hypothesis. So then I would have the card and I would go buy another one. And then I wouldn't see my mom. And then I'd have that card till the next year. So I just stopped buying cards because they never made it to my mom. Then when we moved, I just never did it. And she doesn't. Like 15 Mother's Day cards. And she doesn't give a shit. She really doesn't care. Like. For real, for real, I talked to her on the phone on Mother's Day. My mom and I have a great relationship. Don't get it wrong. Everything's cool. No, that, we love that's each not other. in question. That's right. definitely not in question. But it's just not like that. Like, I, when Mother's Day is rolling around, I'm not like, oh, my God, what am I going to get my mom? Because she's in Vegas and I'm here and she could give two shits. So that's why I don't do that. Now, what were you going to say? I was going to say she does give a shit, number one. Because every mother gives a shit and no gesture is too small or big for a mom ever or too minor or too overdone coming from a mother and a grandmother. And I know I've known Candy for a long time. I don't not known her for as long as you have, but she is sentimental and she is very um, easy to shop for or easy to consider because she's so specific. You know, a, a beautiful pen because she likes to write, a, you know, nice candle, a candle, a nice bottle of wine. She really does appreciate those types of things. And so coming from you, it may seem not important, but I think that's what you just say in your head to 
No, I just to I, let yourself off the hook. To she, your mom, she even has told me. Well, like even and she's a, got a picture of, of yourself, uh, and the the second thing I was going to say, or the other thing that was um with this was, you know what would be cool to send her a Manila envelope with all those cards that you never sent, and be like, well, they're mom, all, they're all in a landfill somewhere now. Well, now, yeah. Well, all the gestures undone. That would be a really cute Mother's Day gift. Here's uh, to all the unsent true. cards, mom. Don't be like me, I guess is the moral of the story here. Well, I mean, that... <laughs> Go get I'm your mom sure something. a mother would feel like she would like to receive something more than she wouldn't. And I don't think that it has to be about denomination. And, like last Mother's Day, I remember I talked to her and we actually spoke about this. And she was like, Aaron, I don't need you to buy me something. Just call me on the phone. Tell me you love me. At that age... You got to talk into the mic. They can't hear you when you do that, Mo. I was stuck, babe. Okay. <laughs> she was stuck. <laughs> I was stuck. I was trying to... It keeps going underneath. We have our microphones in a different way, and it keeps getting stuck every second under... Scoot closer Hold to me, on. and then that won't happen, and then you won't be stuck, and they'll be able to hear you, and everything will be cool. Huh. I'm done. That's what <laughs> we need. That, I, I think that's what I need to get. I need to get extra long headphone things for our new headphones. Yeah. So I don't have to worry about patching putting things together it's a whole thing you guys it's a whole thing it is wireless. we're supposed to be, everything's supposed to be wireless in it should be wireless I was told absolutely that we're supposed to be paperless and wireless and it's not it's bullshit <laughs> i call bullshit we shouldn't even have bodies anymore we should just be astral at this point yeah. and just be floating around in the ether and be That's able to talk to each other each other with telepathy on. we are working on it it's called meta ew gross oh. Anyway, all right. all right. So you explain. So the that's mother that's thing. my bag, man. I we all know our mother. My mother wants nothing more than a card. She said that for year. I send her a card every year. She collects cards. She loves them. Really? They're all in a box ever since I was a kid. Yeah. So your cards. mom literally, and then the rest has of the year, of I just send her things all the time. So seriously, dude, your mom has a box of Mother's Day cards that you've given her. Yeah, for me and my sister, she keeps. You know my mom. My mom keeps everything. Wow. That's why I have half the stuff I have. It was stuff she kept from when I was a kid, when I moved out, moved back in, moved out. Moved. And she's like, I kept all your stuff. My oh, Legos, wow. my Lincoln Logs, my Star Wars. That's weird. It was all because she kept them and then was like, thought you might want these someday. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I, <clears throat> when I was living in California um, and I decided to go on the road, I left everything in my apartment. That was like the, like I was collecting my life stuff up to that point, like yearbooks and all that kind of stuff. And I remember making the decision the night I left, I was like, I can either bring this trunk full of shit that I've had for my whole life, or I could just leave it here and somebody could throw it away for me. And I left all my shit there, all my yearbooks, all my stuff. And that like, it was like, cutting a cord with a pair of scissors like from that moment on i really didn't pack rat shit too much i didn't save sentimental things very often until you had your own until family. i had my own family yeah and then you do that then you had something to be more sentimental about i yeah and i'm very careful with it still like i don't do that very much i'm not a you were always like that when we were growing like when you moved into our house you hardly had anything mm-hmm you're like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> a few boxes and backpack and, a, and yeah. a joint and a, a bong probably is what I had with me when I moved into your house. So, yeah, I, 
I don't know. I'm just not that kind of person. Are you that? You you do that, Mel, huh? Yeah. You're, you have a wife that does that, that saves cards. And I used to save all our cards and it was just too much because it's 23 years worth. So you start to pick and choose which ones are really worthy. And then even the ones that are not quote unquote worthy are so hard to get rid of. But Especially yeah. if they're homemade by your oh, kids. Well, like there's some, there's Sydney's like art pieces. She like made me on top of like a Shiva head and then like picked out all these pictures and on this high gloss paper and it's like all color and like. That's dope. She's made amazing things. There's no way that I could part with them. Like there's, it just doesn't even make sense. So I guess it's, it just comes down to like. Gesture. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. gesture that, doesn't well, even have to be in monetary value or like not monetary like physical it could it's the thought you're like your mom has a good sense of humor i was jokingly gonna say it but i can picture like like you send her a mother's day card and it's got like like, i got you a booger and it's got a booger in it she'd be like oh my god Aaron, and just crack up true you're happy that you sent her maybe i'll switch gears this year and send her a card it couldn't hurt couldn't hurt (laughs) you know it's always cool to surprise your parents with love what's the date of mother's day and I, I was ninth, also raised okay. by Sunday. my mom and sister going to Hallmark was a thing it when was I was with a kid. us too. And going, just, we would go like on a Sunday and spend like an hour and a half at Hallmark <laughs> buying cards for every occasion that was coming up for the next couple months. Yeah. Like, my mom would always be like like a little lit. It'd be like grandpa's birthday's coming up, this, that. And then we'd go shy and we loved looking at the cards and laughing and showing right, them to I'm each gonna, other. I'm going to ask you a serious question. Though. Yeah. Is, is that even a thing anymore? Is Hallmark even a thing? Yeah. A store? They're far and few between, but there are Hallmarks out there. Still. I would love to. I think that there is one in Oregon, but it's like There's, yeah. you have to drive the hours it's for It's it. one of those things <laughs> yeah. like the, the last blockbuster yeah. in Bend. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, that's not a thing. There's people listening that we have no to, idea what we're talking about. Well, no, Probably we not. used to do that, too, because in the Boulevard Mall, we lived near there, and we would walk over to the end because we didn't have a car. We'd walk over that Hallmark. And do the same thing, read and get cards for, well, it's Jesse's birthday's coming up and so is mom's together. And then like, oh, you know, Butch's is in July and like, yeah, you know, I your get, friends and like it it was an occasion. And, and I was like just somewhere, I, I just kind of like stopped doing that I, as much. I did too. It, it just halted. And I don't, I didn't and, get and it's, cards. I don't, I don't like it, <laughs> but I understand like life gets busy or whatever, well, but that was kind of the tether that kept you. To let people know that you still care about them yeah, and, and, I, and that you're connected card, to them. Cards were a lot cheaper. Oh, my God. They're like eight, now nine, card, $10. Yeah. yeah, like for a nice Mother's Day's cards, like nine ninety five oh, to yeah. nineteen ninety five. dollars like, oh, like, yeah. like, holy shit. And yeah, that's why homemade's too, the that, best. Like, it, it's, I don't even know if I like getting them is what I was thinking. And then I was like, well. It's pressure to get a card. Well, you know what? Like, I got, the, I got a card from Bryce for my birthday that I still, it's on my dresser. <laughs> it's got a dog wearing a I say some jacket. Card. I got it's one funny. from Tommy uh, Tom, uh, Tom Foolery, that one that has the pig blowing a bubblegum bubble out of tass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like some cards are cool, but some cards to me, as I've gotten older, it's like pressure. You get a card from somebody and you, it's like you feel like you need to keep it for a certain amount of time before you <laughs> okay, can throw yes. it in the Everybody trash. out there, what's the, what's the length exactly of time it. that you're required to keep a fucking card from somebody? When I you get say... It? Three months if it's not special. I say 24 to 48 <gasps> hours. Oh, my gosh. But at least you can. Lo- well, you looked th- at it. You did it. But this, think about this because this I really do this. 
if I see a card from like, say my uncle, I think about my uncle again. And like, there's like this energy transfer. Like I love, like I send my love. I, I think about the good time. I like, mm. it stays present in my life. It's not just something I look over. So is that like equate to like buying a shirt at a show? Yes. If it's a memory, if you're just buying a shirt at a show because you spilled a drink on it no, or, no, no, oh, no. it's look a cool band or I like the graphics. But if you're like, that's my fucking favorite band and I went to fucking New York to go see them and I want a fucking hoodie. Wait, that's different. Did you go to New York? All right. Maybe I might have check, check that because this was reminding me of the other night. I came across this again. William, my nephew, sent this to me and he found this after my sister had passed. And he, he mailed it to me, and I have it in a box somewhere. It was a card he found that I had given to my sister where I said, have, have a good time on your 21st birthday, and don't do anything I wouldn't do. Love, Jimmy. So she was five years older than me, so I was 16. It has a picture of me from when I was 16 that I gave to her. He found it and called me up and sent me a picture. He's like, I found this. I just thought you might want this because. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. 16-year-old little badass That's one of the things. Like That was a card I probably got with my mom. And and the other funny thing about that is to see, like, like the curse of writing. That's really cute, Apple. That's adorable. And that you have a fucking example of what we're talking about. I know. I just thought of it and was like, I, I, and I was like, I love well, my card so much that like three nights ago, all of a sudden that popped in my head. And I was like, do I still have that picture? And I found, cause I have no idea. The cards in one of the boxes okay. somewhere in the basement. Dude, this but, picture of Jim, he, he looks like Apple. I'm he sorry. looks like he could be Ryder's brother. Yeah. He, <laughs> he looks like, you know, that kid in your neighborhood that would blow shit up yeah. and then get in trouble. Let me see it like, again, babe. This is him or the kid that like I used to always would spend the night at your house up. and like bring a bottle of whiskey. I got, and, I got try in and trouble in school all the time. I would carry fire. How we all wore the knew it. See uh, those athletic socks with the stripes. Yeah, that everybody wore in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. I would line them with firecrackers all inside there. So I could pull them out. Like fucking like, whoopee cushions yeah. on teachers. This, this like, kid, yeah. this yeah. kid that we're looking at right here, he will flatten the tires on your bike. <laughs> he he might have lit some shit on fire and and just ran. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that it was. I was in a melting shit. I see. It's things. really cute. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you look like a and you bad had really good pen, there, penmanship. Apple. Yeah, I do kind of. It's, I was going to say my cursive writing is good. Yeah, My it's good. printing is, uh, yeah. And cursive is becoming a thing of the past. It is. A, we sad. are dinosaurs, my friend. Yep. Yep. You can, you can do regular math and you can write in cursive. You are a relic yeah. at this point. So, Ooh. so let's get back to the, the New York thing. Um, Mel. Noir. And I went and saw fish. In New York City at MSG for four for four night run, and uh, man, I the I don't even know how to start like the recap <laughs> of this. I I had never been to New York City, and prior to going there, my only um, idea of what New York would be like was from every movie you've ever seen about New York City, and so. I was like, I'm probably not going to like it. It's going to be too much. Energy-wise, it's going to be crazy and too busy and chaotic and weird and whatever. And um, the minute we got on the train from JFK, we got into Penn Station. 
I was like, this is fucking dope. It, there's so many cultures, so many different kinds of people, so many languages being spoken, so much movement, so much history. And, and just like, you can feel it all around you. You, you are not in fucking Kansas anymore. And it feels good. Like the energy of the city is not like, at least where we were and the experience that I had, it was not like sketchy. There, yeah. there was sketchy moments. Like we were just saying, we saw some people shooting dope on the street and stuff, but like for the most part, it was handled. And, and New Yorkers, I think get a really bad rap for being assholes and like being direct and upfront and like rude and next to Vegas, I have never been treated so well in a, in another city. Like everybody was fucking awesome. Everywhere we I, went, people were nice. I think that people like cook that up with stuff. Cause we heard that in like in Oregon too. Like you don't want to move to Oregon. It fucking rains 380 <laughs> days out of the 365 the comes out. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Like sometimes people are like, yeah, you, you don't, you don't want to live here. And then you go there and it's like, this is awesome. Well, I mean, it, it's, don't get me wrong, dude. It's an ocean of people on the street. Like when you're walking down the sidewalk. Oh yeah. It's, it's packed. You, you do not stop. Yeah. You're going to get There's literally smashed in, yeah. on that little Island. <laughs> that and, you're on and it's chaotic and it's noisy and it's there's a lot of garbage and like all that but the people that we met that worked in the places that we went to were super sweet really awesome to us we had an amazing hotel room right in like what four blocks from msg three blocks from msg yeah um this was i i there was so much beautiful things that happened. I, I wrote a, started to write a blessings list when we left because we were first to board our section called. Remember? Like oh yeah. We, we always, were in the a boarding for yeah. the first time ever. <laughs> so that was like a big deal. And then, um, the entire aisle was all to ourselves. Oh yeah. We had our own row on the airplane on the way there. Mm-hmm. We had early check-in in th- at the hotel yeah. and they refunded the extra day. Yep. And one seven grams of weed, right? You gotta tell them about that. We got into the cutting room. Oh like, yeah, there. That was just like the first day. It, that was only on the first day. All those things. So we got there at like we our plane landed at like eight thirty in the morning, the day of the first show. So we were supposed to not be able to check into our hotel till four in the afternoon, oh. and we had gone red eye. So we had flown overnight, exhausted, we were tired. We rode the train in, we get out Penn station, we walked to the hotel and she's like, yeah, your room's not ready yet, Which, but, but, you, but it was fine. And, and we early, were like, yeah. yeah, we're going to go get something to eat. We're going to walk around. And, uh, but she took our bags. She was so sweet. Yeah. They stored our bags for us. She's like, I'll call you guys if, when the room's ready, if you don't hear from me by like three, it, then just come back. Yeah. So by two o'clock. We had done New York. (laughs) (laughs) We walked through Times Square. We like took pictures. We kind of looked in a few little shops kind of and walked to Central Park. And that was so fucking beautiful and sat down and just like took pictures and watched the birds fight and looked around at the city and 
talked about Howard Stern and just like enjoyed the park. We like saw um, buskers out there and we did Times Square. It just by the time two o'clock, we felt like we needed a nap (laughs) so that we could go party on. We had (laughs) we had had New York bagels. We had seen Times Square. We had walked around Central Park. <laughs> we got seen that as a square garden. We yeah, found a checked Penn into Station. our swanky little hotel. It was really great. And then we took a nap and then woke up, got ready, and met John and Amy. John and Amy from Electric Fish Lights. That's right. Our our th- those are our West Coast fish buddies for for life. East or Coast. Vida, our West Coast, <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Yes, I meant to say East Coast. Um, yeah. And we saw one of our listeners, Omri. Aww. And we hung out with him for a little while and talked to him. And I haven't seen him for since like Dick's four years ago or three years ago. And like there was some people that I'm bummed we didn't get to um, catch up with. Cully. Um, happy belated birthday, Erica, uh, thriving in tie dye. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to see you. And that was a bummer. But I, I really understand how like <sighs> you can be in the same place and either just perfectly align or perfectly miss each other mm-hmm. like i it's exactly like that like we were trying to find jack we were meeting him to go to fan art and go check out some stuff that was over over there and um we were like where's jack the second that came out of aaron's mouth he's like is that jack right there <laughs> we're walking down like- the s- <laughs> sidewalk in new york city not where we were supposed to meet him we were supposed to meet him inside of a hotel in the fan art exhibit yeah and we're walking down the street and i'm like oh i I need to text jack to find out where to meet him and i look up and i'm like is that jack standing in front of of me (laughs) like literally in front of me on the sidewalk out of seven million people on manhattan island he's right there bacon man yeah Yeah. boom shout out jack so so fun hanging out with you I had never been to MSG and uh, I've been to big shows before. Like we went to Soldier Soldier Field for fairly well. It was 75,000 people. That's a big show. Yeah. Um, But the garden is its own special animal. It's it's different than any place I've ever seen a show. Um, The energy in that place is through the roof and... I don't know if it was because this New Year's run was um, rescheduled and postponed and rescheduled or if it was just the regular excitement of fish fans before a four day run. But you could that place was like vibrating before they took the stage the first night. It was like literally you could feel the floor shaking. Uh. It was super fucking intense. And when. Trey finally took the stage and they came out. There's no feeling like that. Like that excitement and anticipation before the first note of a show. Oh, yeah. When the lights have gone down and everybody's cheering and the band is taking the stage. Anticipating what they're going to play, what they're going to do. It was really exciting. It was like, ah, you want to scream, like jumping in place. and then. The lights are dark, like, cause you know, when it's like, first there's the hum of like, oh my God, it's like happening, you know, the mm-hmm. lights and then people start getting quiet. It's almost like you hear everybody like attention turn, like from a, yes. about face, you know, kind yes. of thing. And then, then we're like, I said like that kind of scream, like before, like, come on, here we are. 
simpler. Like if you're scared and then he fucking strikes a chord for Karini and it was like, what <laughs> just happened? <laughs> the literal shift of energy that happened after that note, it was like celebration, ejaculation, like, you know, all ca- elation, all the, Asians, all the, all Asians. the Asians. It was like so beautiful and exciting and like finally and like a load off all i could think is of of cody our friend cody yeah that's what who i thought of and and the kermit the frog (laughs) meme that he always sends to us of like kermit flailing his arms all excited yeah that's well and he got to experience a karini opener at the gorge gorge. and he had no idea what and the whole place blew up and he's just like what the fuck is going on i got a karini cool i don't know what that means yeah, it it was amazing. And then, you know, if you've been to a fish show, you know what, what the thing is. And 20,000 heads unleashed into Manhattan, downtown New York, Madison Square Garden at midnight. Tripping. It's it, the funniest shit on every corner. Everywhere your head turns is comedy. And going on and you're part of it was like that you posted that video you had told me about it and then you posted it the next day the the Dude's subway grates where where <laughs> air's blowing up and they're just like high shit floating they probably thought they were flying they, well, they probably it, it were. was weird no. when you walked out like that great there was a fan under there like yeah. remember in vegas there was that place fly away yeah it was like that like there was a giant fucking propeller fan under that thing. My understanding, there's quite a few of those. There, that's what keeps the circulation going because there's a lot of underground in okay, New York that sure. has to be that circulated. Totally makes sense. So it seemed like if you jumped forward and put your arms out, you could maybe, mm, <laughs> maybe not <laughs> fall on your face. Well, that's where the fan, like Marilyn that's where the Monroe, thing. comes in handy. If you had a puppet, the puppet could do it. Yeah, totally. That's like the famous Marilyn Monroe picture of like. Oh, her skirt the air blowing, blowing up oh, her skirt. Like, speaking oh. of puppets, you met a puppet. I did. I met little John Fishman. It, it was a life moment. Not John Fishman, the drummer. Little John Fishman, the puppet. Yeah. It's fucking With amazing. his vans on. It was so cute. The whole thing was cute. Little cute vans. And, and I will say, I did, I put this on Twitter, and, I, and it's only because it's true, is a four-day run of any band in your 50s, will make you realize your mortality <laughs> for sure. It, it, and, and it did teach me about health. And too. Mel and I, like we, I mean, we went hard, but like we spent the day sleeping, we ate and slept and went to shows. And that's basically all we did the whole time we were there. Well, I feel like we did it really good. Cause we did what we were there to do. Like, it wasn't a sightseeing trip for us. It wasn't like going out and to hike and all that. Like we wanted to literally do the city. Yeah. So we spent our time in the city and it was fun. And that's what you do. Walk, you want to walk up a block? No, let's just eat here. Okay. And then we're like, yeah, let's go walk a couple blocks and see what's going on. You know, it was like perfect for what we, and we recovered hard and we stayed up late and we played and it was it was like the best. Sleeping till one thirty in the afternoon is like with no repercussions. Is is like I, I here at home, if nobody was home, 
I couldn't, still couldn't do that. No. I, I just can't sleep I'm up, in. I'm up nine, man. At the latest nine. Yeah, that's sleeping in for this household. Well, one thirty well, in the afternoon. Three. Yeah, yeah, one thirty is when I'm usually getting off of work. That's like, you know, you partied hard the night before, and so like the after the night of the first show, the next morning we woke up, we had partied pretty hard, and I'm gonna say we also had a three hour time difference too. That, that's, that's true. Uh, we really we we needed it, but we wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, Mel. We're going to take our vitamins. I want to eat good. Let's go get like acai bowls and fresh juice and like take care of ourselves and be responsible, be adults today. She's like, all right, let's do it. So we find a spot, this like really cool spot right by our, our hotel. And we're going to go get acai bowls and juice. So we go over there, get our food and eat my acai bowl. I got my fresh juice. It's like orange juice and pineapple and watermelon and something else. And, I'm like, I don't want to carry this juice with me while we're walking. I'm just going to slam it. So I drink the whole juice and we walk outside. And the minute we get outside, my stomach goes. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. Not, that's not good. Not good. All right, whatever. That'll, it'll pass. It's, it's nothing. By the time we got two blocks up the street, I was sweating oh. and had cramps. We were in the, in the elevator and I looked at Mel and like that white, like, when you turn sheet white and you're just beads of sweat all over your forehead. Yeah, you're not doing well. And I'm not doing good. And it's like mm, two o'clock. And I'm thinking to myself, if I miss the fucking fish show because I tried to eat good and got fucking food poisoning, I'm going to be so pissed. The most common food poisoning is from fruits and vegetables. And so <laughs> we go back to the hotel and, and without being graphic, things cleared themselves up around 5 30 and, and I was like oh thank god this happened before showtime I said it to Mel and she's like yeah it would have been a real drag to have to leave without you <laughs> yeah where you told me that the next day I was like yeah I yeah I'd be like well I hope you make it babe I'll I be there you know what I wouldn't have been mad How I would have been like at mad? least one of us made it over there man I don't know that I would have I don't who knows what would have happened but I'm glad that it worked out the way yeah. that it did it was great yeah so Note to self, just go get a cheeseburger the next day. So that's what we did the next day. I was like, fuck the juice. <laughs> no, that's not what I learned. That because I that didn't happen to me. I felt great. I got the right thing. I didn't I didn't slam it. I carried it. I drank it nicely. It was <laughs> perfect. I got an egg white omelet, not an acai bowl. Like it was good. Man, I learned my lesson big time. I learned my lesson in health in the sense that like no matter where you are, be who you are. Like, have good habits wherever you're at and make good choices. But sometimes you're on vacation, man. You just want to, like... I learned my lesson with the pizza. That was, like, a triple threat. It it told me three times, like, fucking don't do that. <laughs> Stop it. Okay, do it again. You're fucking, in New York. It's the same answer. Like, I I'm, don't eat cheese. I, I, like, don't eat cheese anymore. And... Anytime I eat cheese, I know that it's a gamble. Like if I'm like, oh, fuck it, I'll have a bite of this pizza or a bite of this cheese. I'm going to pay for it somehow. It just shows up in my body as the fucking like my stomach is all wrong or whatever. And I had those pizzas and one, I had one bite and I couldn't eat it. I remember. yeah, I I couldn't. I could not. Cardboard bullshit. Dude, that was so horrible. And then the next night I had like half of it. And then the next night I ate the whole thing, right? Like the, yeah. I had, and then some of the Sicilian and it's only good going down for 
one second and then the rest <laughs> is not worth it. That's my juice experience. So yeah, yeah. I get you. Baby. So we learned different stuff, mm-hmm. but the same thing. Respect our body. I would have <laughs> been with you guys. I would have missed a show. Cause I would have gone at, at, If I were going to New York, I want to go to a hole in the wall, Italian, like where grandma's been stewing the Sunday gravy all week. And like, like, that kind of Italian food. Yeah, that kind of Italian. I would have had to, and hangover. I know you guys would have been like, "No, we're not going to an Italian restaurant yeah. with you." I'd have been like, "All right, I'm out, I'm going by myself." Well, we did want meatball subs that one night. Yeah, you can't find it that day, though. <laughs> we didn't know where to go. It was like I, one o'clock in the morning. So these were rescheduled New Year's shows, and um, the third night they did a three set show, and. uh the third set is usually like I'm doing air quotes get a gag like they put the band on platforms and had a bunch of clones of them come out one year another pirate year they, ship yeah they turned the stage into a pirate ship and the and the um uh, crowd was the waves um so there was much speculation as to like what the gag was going to be this year what if there was going to be a gag or whatever and so we're having fun and we're at the show and second set ends and they start clearing the stage. And I mean, I expected them to like clear some stuff out, but they like rolled the drum riser off the stage, took all the tray shit off the stage. Everybody like, they it's, cle- o- like it's over. Yeah. Show's over. And I'm like thinking to myself is the gag that there's no gag and like the show's over and they're going to start kicking us out in a they, few minutes. They've What's left. Going- yeah. And uh, so then they roll this like black tarp out. So all you could see is a, a white square with a black square in the middle. That's all that was on the stage. And then lights go down and they rise up on an elevator out of the stage into like this like pyramid-esque shaped stage. And the, the sides of the pyramid, the four sides of the pyramid with them on the top, um, the sides are like... Uh, not LED, but like projection screens. So they're projecting like all this psychedelic like patterns and stuff on that. They turned MSG into underwater. There was literally a whale swimming in MSG with a bunch of dolphins during foam. I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. It was that the like letters or like the fish donuts this lcd led screen that whatever was water it was falling it no it was all different things it changed shapes it was water it was fish donuts it was like they did and but it, i'm saying they did that with water falling that those shapes were all water falling down they were different colors though. yeah they were sure like, it was water yeah it's no. water I've, I've looked back at it and i oh. saw some of the stuff it's they did it like they would rain it down in different patterns and then light it with different lights it's dope. I don't know what it was hard to see. I don't know what you're saying, but <laughs> all I know that it was, it reminded me of the matrix and how the letters kind of came down yeah. mm-hmm. and, and all the different lighting. And it just like put this whole mood into the like arena that was, it was like mystical and like otherworldly. It was so, it made it like close together. It was like, bringing everybody in it made it feel like a tub you know Twenty thousand people all having the same experience extrasensory experience because i'm not saying that esp or 
I'm talking about extrasensory, like all of your senses are yeah. engaged, plus psychedelics are involved. And plus, you're so excited. Yeah. And, and this thing is happening and, and you have been visually, audibly transported under the ocean with your favorite band playing. And like when you looked out, there was like lasers that made it look like when you look towards the top of MSG, you know, when you're, um, if you're underwater and the sun's above you and you open your eyes, how the like light refracts through the water, like glistens and sparkles. It looked like that. Like you were underwater. If you looked up, it was like glistening and sparkling like that. And then, all the space in between the roof and the floor was bubbles and seaweed and dolphins and whales and the crowd underwater. Fish. It was fucking it makes sense with fish. bananas, man. It was, I've seen a lot of shit. That was a beautiful earth day special. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even, that beautiful. didn't even occur to me until two days later. I was like, Oh, it was earth, it was day. earth day. Well, we yeah. talked about it with one of those guys outside. He was saying that there's gonna be like this whole earth day thing. And they had a new earth day shirt and like, it was going to be incorporated somehow. Yeah. I, that went blew right past me, man. I, I was still stuck on 420 <laughs> and like why they didn't sing any pot songs on 420. They did blaze on. They did do blaze on. That was the encore, I think. So they did. Yeah. I, it, it all melts into one. It was hard to to remember. I mean, that's why set lists are great because then you kind yeah. of like, oh shit. But like the hits that they put out on that tour or on that um, four four day run was like. So this all started back in November. I don't know if is a word, but that's my word right now. <laughs> this all started back in November when Mel gave me a poem for my birthday written with fish song lyrics or fish song names. And um, on the back of that poem was the plane ticket and the tickets for the show. And so all this time has gone by. She wrote that poem using fish song names. Yeah. I look today, two thirds of the song names that you used in the poem are from the set list from that show. Well, they did put a lot of their like, they they sang a lot of their songs. <laughs> There's 300 plus songs in their catalog. Yeah. That's crazy. Like it's sitting over there. I So many, I was looking at it today. I was like, holy shit. They played that. Oh, yep. They played that. Oh, they played that one. Like you almost nailed it. Nailed it well, with that from November. Well, <laughs> well done. Or, or did you send that to the band and have them craft the set list based on well, the Well, I, I was sending out strong energy of the songs that I wanted to hear, and they came through. Yeah, they definitely they came sure through. They sure did. There, there's Thank you, Trey and the boys, mm-hmm. Mike and friggin' Paige, Paige and uh, John. Thank you so much for, for what you did, you that, know, for the experience that you provided. There's moments in your life like snapshots and memories that you have that you have you only you have inside your head that make up your life yeah you know what i mean you you don't remember everything but there's certain things that like are snapshots and that those things are the things that make up your world your existence take you back there too and this four-day run 
was like one huge life memory for me. It was the best birthday present I have ever gotten in my whole life. The whole time we were there, I just kept saying, thank you so much for doing this. This is fucking awesome. Like, thank you for doing this. And it like, it like extra marinated too. It was a bummer that it got canceled for New Year's, but shit happens the way it's supposed to. It was marinating and built even more anticipation for you guys. And yeah, it, it was perfect in every way it could have been perfect. And like spending time with Mel and the two of us just like running around New York city high and being silly and having fun. Like there's nothing better than that. Like I just remember I don't remember what song was playing. It was towards the end of the last set. I think it might have been during more on the last night, the encore. Um, and I just remember leaning over to Mel and going, this is why. Yeah, I remember that. This, right now, right here, this is why we put up with all the shit. This is why we booked the whole run. This is why we travel across the country. This, right now, this moment, like, it just, it, it couldn't have been better, man. And um, it was really cool to have listeners come up to us and say, hey, I love what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. And like, give us hugs and high fives and say hi. And it was awesome to give out stickers to people and tell them about the show in New York City. Yeah, I wish we had more because there was, you know, there was this um, two guys that I gave my last sticker to. And I they were like, Hey, Aaron, Mel, and they were walking, they were getting in line. And oh, yeah. I wish that we would have stopped and talked. Um, there's so many things, you know, so many things that are happening, even though it's like, we're standing around we're like four days in, you're feeling so woozy. Like all the days are bleeding into each other. Like there's so much going on. And so, but anyway, um, I gave my last, there was two of them and I gave my last sticker to one of them. And so I just write in, if you hear this, and um, let me know who you are so I can send you something. Yeah, we'll send you some stuff yeah, for sure. I want to send you some stuff. So. And I got to say, too, like, it is tiring doing a four-day run, but I did not sit for one song. I danced every song. Yeah, you did. That four-day run, beginning of the show to the end of the show. And, and I remember thinking toward, like, the third day, second set, I was like, I am so fucking tired. My legs hurt. My calves are sore. But I did not fly all the way across the country to sit down. I am going to stand and dance until this fucking thing ends. Because this isn't going to be happening and I'm going to be bummed that I sat down and blew it. And I did not stop, man. I'm, I sat down right before Screaming Trees. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There, there's so many moments and I'm sure we'll talk about them through the rest of our life but being there there was a couple moments specifically like looking over at you and like I think it was even I can't remember what show it was maybe it was the first show and I look over and you're like crying and I was like are you crying and you're like yes and like (laughs) (laughs) that immediately made me cry and so like we just like turn around and hug and it was just like such a good moment it was like it was during Fluffhead. It was on yeah. the last night. Fluffhead. We, no, that was the first sh- song then. Yeah, it was yeah, the first okay, song, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it was just, it was a pinnacle. It was like you, well, we reached Mount Everest in our marriage right now. We had just talked to the 
to our seat neighbor, this guy, Andy, who had been a heroin addict for 40 years and had finally gotten clean and was celebrating at the shows. That's not the only thing he was, this was like, like well, pivotal to our life other, other too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and other stuff. And then they come out and they're like, Fluffhead was a man with a terrible disease. And he looked back at me and I looked at him and we just like made eye contact and we're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it was, I don't know. You know how that goes. It shows it. It's speaking to you the whole time. And it just, they like came out, punched me in the face. It was, yeah, heavy. So they, they never cease to amaze. That's for sure. (laughs) I, I get it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, that don't like the fish. And I, I was one of those people too. I, um, I think that even though we have a, a incredible experiences like that, there's still people that it's not for. Like, it's, it's pivotal because it's your for you. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, your that's that's people yeah. Have, well, we've talked about that all the time. People yeah. have those experiences at all kinds of shows. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that that's just fish. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm just saying if everybody people, was for the fish, it would suck. Yeah, it would it's, really suck. You know, it's already hard. There wouldn't be enough room. <laughs> there wouldn't be enough tickets That's it's already hard already to get a ticket yeah. there already isn't enough tickets. everybody liked them and be like oh yeah no fuck. i'm not saying that i'm just saying there's a lot of people out there that don't get why we're so sprung on it and it's just it is what it is it's the time in my life it's it does take a lot to get to know that you know like the experience like having those kinds of experience it doesn't come easy you got to you got to want it in, you, in you one gotta, way or another. You got to even know about it too. And, and so m- that is a huge factor because it is hidden in plain sight. And, and most of the people that end up at a dead show and get turned on or at a fish show and get turned on or blah, 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 are brought there by a friend that's like, you need to experience this. Nah. It's, I think it's few and far between the people that are like, I wonder what that's like and go by themselves and have an experience. Like, I think a lot of people are going because somebody took them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad somebody took me to my first show. That's fucking sure. And uh, so, yeah, thanks, MSG. And thanks, New York City. And thanks, Fish. And uh, thank you, Mel, for making the best fucking November birthday in April ever. (laughs) (laughs) well you're very welcome it was literally my pleasure and it was super fun and healing and regenerizing regenerizing regenerating regenerating rejuvenating that's it and I like regenerizing. Regenerizing. New word. I, I like word, that. Hey, regenerizing. New no simple word road. No simple word road. Movie. Movie. Wow. Book. Novel. Get it. Come into play. We're if regenerizing. If your bookstore doesn't carry it, tell them to get it. I don't know. Wow. It was. It was very special. It was very special to me, and and to see you in New York, and loving all those preconceived notions getting washed away, and having another cool like thing between us, another memory between us and something that is, I don't know, some distracting. <laughs> Sorry. I get what you mean. 
I I'm with you. It's like I said, it's a life moment and those are not every day. And those are the things that make up who you are too. And having something make an impression on you like that, it, it, it wasn't just fish it, and it wasn't just New York city. And it was, it, it was all of it. It was the experience of the trip that made that impression. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's because of you and yeah, it's awesome to have that and be able to share that together. And then also like not for nothing to be able to share it with all of them too. All the people that are listening to the show. Yeah. Like we get to bring that experience back and share it. That's a gift. Yeah, it is. So you're the gift that keeps on giving, Mel. Not me. I'm not a solo in this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, that's just the beginning of uh, this year, summer, spring. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend we're going to Beltane Music Festival um, here in Portland area with a bunch of amazing local bands. And a down home family festival. And then uh, what do we got after that? The recovery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but Mojo Family yeah, Fest. Mo, yeah, Mojo Family Fest. In June 24th. End of June. To okay. the 26th. And, 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 uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and then, then Peach. Peach Music Festival in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And then um, String Summit. From the 30th through the 1st, 30, Ju- June 30th through July 3rd. And then Northwest String Summit. And it, then in Dix. July. Yeah. Yeah. And Billy Strings and O'Teal and Goose all in between that and a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, at the beginning of the show, you guys we were talking about, like, I was talking about how it feels different doing the show and how, like, things are leveling up and all that. And I'll just share this with you guys real quick and then we're going to take off. But, like, a couple of weeks ago, well, let me back up. Normally, when we go do a festival, like, the way we got, uh, working with Skull and Roses and Northwest String Summit was that I reached out to the festival and like made a pitch like, hey, we want to be the podcast that does your festival. And a couple of weeks ago, I got an email through the No Simple Road website from Live Nation about Peach saying that they wanted to bring No Simple Road there. And I actually thought it was spam. <laughs> I thought it was bullshit. And I was going to delete it. And, um, but it's like, like you won a million dollars. Oh, bullshit. Yeah, right. This this Nairobian prince has a check with a million dollars. <laughs> it's got your name on it. Just hold this money. And uh I looked up the person's name that sent the email, and lo and behold, it was actually somebody from Live Nation. And I was like, oh shit, I need to answer this. And um so I answer the email, and the next day I'm on a call with somebody from <laughs> Live Nation asking us to come to Peach Festival. And um it was fucking surreal and it it was all on the heels it was like the day before we were leaving for skull and roses um everything that i had talked to apple and mel about pitching to them i didn't even get a chance to like pitch anything to them they said it all to me before i got the chance to even say anything um and we're going to peach like i was flabbergasted and like I, <laughs> that just happened it was pretty like wait were they like listening in on our conversation I, and then they like said everything that we 
wanted to say to, to them. Yeah. It was that kind of funny and specific. And, you know, we we talked to a friend today, Danae, after we got back from uh, getting groceries. And she said to, uh, we're, I put her on speaker because we just kind of started talking about all the things that have been going on with No Simple Road lately. And she said, you know, you need to understand that you're providing a service. And I never thought of No Simple Road as a service. But she was like, what you've been telling me that, you know, your listeners have been writing to you as far as like helping them get through the pandemic or, or being there or answering the emails when you have, you know, people that are reaching out, um, people winning stuff to go to shows and that are changing their lives. Like so many different things that we're involved in and like you're doing something. So like, don't undermine yourself, mm. you know, like you're worth it. Whatever you're doing, believe in yourself that much. Like, and she had her own way of saying it and it hit just right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, ever since I met her, I've always said like, she has a way of putting things that makes me understand them in a way that produces action. She speaks your language. Yeah. She definitely, yeah. she's no bullshit. She says it very matter of fact, and she's not even, it's not, I can't even say she's blunt because it's not, has no edge to it whatsoever. It's like. Matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, of course that's like that. Like she has, I don't know, but she, you know, she was like doing it to both of us too. Like how she, she was mentioning mm-hmm. to you and it, it's a beautiful thing to see how the show is bearing fruit and how people are talking about it and then being in it yeah, too, it, like it, living the beautiful life that we get to live in and literally taking chances on ourselves. Yeah. Like, look, if you've listened to the show from the beginning, you know that we're not like, we haven't been doing a bunch of live podcasting shit <laughs> and we're going to a festival with 30,000 people. We're going to be doing a live podcast from there. That's, I mean, that's, well, it's very that's interesting. not to say we're going to be in front of well, them no. all at once, but like we're in that caliber where before we we're just in our fucking front porch we're with <laughs> birds chirping and Aaron trying to edit that out. Like, you know, like, it's, it's yeah. So it's a lot like it's a lot to, to process. It's a lot to take in. And it's, it's a big all, leap forward. And it's all amazing, like transformational, beautiful shit that's happening. So, you know, and it's I'm, interesting how we all started too. like at the beginning, we entered the podcast game at like the right time when we first approached True. string summit and said there was nobody else coming to them saying we want to do a podcast there was not that many podcasts five years ago as there is now yeah well and when we not Aaron, that many jam band related podcasts as there is now not that many period there was there a was, lot you, you just you weren't aware there was not, a shit ton of podcasts. okay there's there a lot more was now. there as many back five years ago as there is now yeah no yeah the they, number hasn't lot, grown Maybe. <laughs> really? Stop, stop being okay. stubborn, both of you. There's way well, more than the, there was before. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, the point sure. is, there was nobody else approaching anybody. Exactly. And it was like, well, yeah, you can be the official podcast because nobody else nobody is asking. Else asked. Yeah. And we got on the wagon right there. Mm-hmm. And then now it's come to the point where, like, like you said, you don't have to do the spreadsheet. Like, we've had these people on and, like, proving it's been proven. Yeah, it's episode 97. We're at the point where it's been proven. Yeah, if you and, want to hear what we do, yeah, this is it. and thank you for everybody out there listening. I yeah. mean, we got so many people listening. So many people from bands listening to their friends that come on here. Oh, my so gosh. So many, you know, 
And then, like we always say, some of the most precious, it's always awesome interviewing everybody, but some of the most precious ones are these bands that nobody's really ever heard of, except for in your little town mm-hmm. or something. And then they're starting to blow up. That's the that's half the fun of doing the show. Yeah, is, is like learning the, into, the learning new. Learning about new shit, yeah. Yeah, getting the new new. The Everybody new. wants the new new. That's Everybody right. wants the new new. Yeah, man. And literally, it's because of all of you guys that listen. Simply, and I mean, not just, we have to get in here and do this, you know, when we do it. But if we did this and nobody listened, who gives a shit? It's because of you guys listening that we get to do this. And it's amazing. So <laughs> you guys should just know that we're grateful to you and that we have... Nothing but love and gratitude to all of you. What are you laughing at over there? Fucking can't mm-hmm. wait to see what I was happens. just picturing that we'd be back to, we'd be sitting out on the front porch doing this with no mics and stuff, just talking to talking each other shit. like we always mm-hmm. do. And Simon came along and was like, you guys start start recording this shit. We definitely you would not be going talk to as all many the shows. Time. <laughs> That's no. for sure. No, I couldn't afford it. <laughs> afford all these shows, man. So, oh yeah, gosh. you guys, there's a lot coming, man. And and so when you hear me say that at the beginning of the show, that's what's behind it. And, uh, well, the world, that's a quarter of it. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's eight more episodes worth of shit and, that I can but say. But we do want to start getting everybody's ears ready for this, um, thought. If you know, if you're a teacher, how about this? If you're a teacher, college teacher, um, you know, middle school teacher, high junior school. high school teacher. Yeah, high school, maybe not necessarily elementary. I guess you could, you know, maybe fourth. It's a little bit too young. Elementary, but we're looking for poets um, for our second project um, that we have. um, No simple disruption, and we're putting a project together, and we're looking for five poets um, to film these upcoming episodes. And we need content. We need to be able to find this poetry. And so, if you're a teacher who is the teacher of someone 26 and under, um, you know, maybe you have a writing class, maybe you have a poetry class, maybe you have a creative writing class, something like that. Um, we want your submissions. We want your student submissions um, or urge them to submit to create a, a unique piece, uh, you know, social justice piece, something that you're passionate about, something you want to, to bring, um, you know, sight to or a voice to and so these poems that are um, chosen will be sonically painted by saint disruption which is jeff firewalker schmidt and john medeski um, they'll put music to the poem and then we will uh ask that poet that wrote the poem who they would most like to talk to and Live, and that can living, be, of course. Yeah, that can be anybody. It can be like, say, you know, a producer, a rapper, um, another fellow poet, um, an artist, a, an art, any or, type of yeah. person. Somebody that inspires you. Yeah, or is your muse. Yeah, absolutely. To exactly. Your muse. And, and then what we'll do is, you, that poet, us, Medeski, Jeff, and you and your muse will all sit down together and record a podcast episode. And go over what you wrote and listen to your finished piece together. So um, that is No Simple Disruption. And like Mel said, you can send your submissions to No Simple Disruption. It's all one word at gmail.com. No Simple Disruption at gmail.com. One thing I wanted to add to like another aspect of the, the show that we're putting together is the reason there's an emphasis on the youth is because we want to create like an elders um a council, like a round table for the elders to 
be able to listen and to, amplify the voices of the youth to bring that out to you know allow people to hear what is being said and what's what the youth are seeing right now because the youth are seeing something different than we ever saw mm-hmm. you know and the elders are also seeing something different than they've ever <laughs> yeah, seen that's for sure so we need we need to do this you know and so we're hoping to create something like that this is going to be like a powerful piece of um a work that we all of us do together the poet in in that you know in that power and then us in bringing it together and kind of like bringing that out for other people to hear see listen and so so yeah that's that's also happening yeah Everybody, more more of the stuff behind the scenes that's going on so we are um we're stretching our legs. We're growing. <laughs> Lots of things cooking yeah. in the kitchen. And we're going to be live streaming too pretty soon. So you have that to look forward to. You'll be able to see our smiling faces on uh, on the Osiris live stream and YouTube and, and all that stuff. So stay tuned, you guys. There's a lot of changes coming and a lot of stuff happening. And it's all fucking amazing. And it's all because of you guys. And we love you. And um, we will be back next week with more stuff. Who Who's next week? Pappy. Pappy, that's right. Next week we got Pappy from um, Cabinet from Cabinet for you guys, and uh, really love this episode. If you haven't checked out Cabinet, go do it, and, and then we'll start having yeah. Do the, your homework in the meanwhile. All the stuff you guys had, like you had to unpack and name all the skull and roses stuff. Yep, that yep. was a lot of recording. Yeah, the following two weeks after that will be our two part series on skull and roses. So um, stay tuned, man. We got some awesome stuff coming your way, and. Uh, In the meantime, remember, take care of each other and smile at each other, man. It's really important to smile because we can see each other's faces again. Yeah. Wash your hands. That's the best. Hydrate. Safety third. Love one another. Hug yourself. Don't yell at people. Be nice. Yeah. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.